Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Talk to Neil. Call 567-0560 toll free for Dave and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. The way I move around when I go to, I cause a mambo movement number two. On the toilet seat, I swing and sway to the mambo beat. The radio plays, snowing out a load, and I'm all through. There's just one thing I got to do. A little bit of paper is all I need, so I can make my hiney nice and clean. I don't have to push, I'm in control. When I move inside the side of the toilet bowl, I never have to spray, it comes out whole. It looks a little like a Tootsie Roll. I sway to the left and sway to the right. From cheek to cheek and I'll tell you why. Not only are you burning calories, but you never ever get a big red ring. That's why it's that guy who can't use the exercise. You have some fun when they with the Mambo movement number two. Ten oh two at five sixty WQM. I think I've just discovered uh, maybe the greatest thing in history this morning. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, I didn't discover it, but we've just been introduced to it. Not just for the Atkins people, but for people uh, trying to lose weight or just people uh, looking for something different and tasty. God, are these good? Mm. The only problem is, why didn't we have like uh, 10 or 20 more containers of this? Huh? No, seriously. That didn't take long. Well, how, why would it take long? Is, uh, it's like uh, sucking on air, if I can say that. Can I say that? No. Sucking on air? No. Okay. Like I said, it's like a licking wind or breaking <laughs> wind. It's uh, delicious. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Maybe I'll just milk it all through the show, okay, and eventually get around to it. Greatest uh, thing in the history of mankind, zero calories, zero carbs, no artificial sweetener, no uh, nothing. Man, that could keep me, and you know something, I could I could uh, do like a fast for days on that. If I just had enough of it, I could just suck on those things. But anyway, that's another subject. Uh, something even almost as shocking, besides the fact the sky is falling, going to have a lot of rain, and it's going to get windy, and it's going to be, uh, you know, more crap, which you ought to be used to by now. You don't have to go rushing out to Home Depot. You don't have to go running out and buying flashlight batteries and bottled water and having a nervous breakdown. Yes, Irene is a hurricane, boys and girls, but it's not the end of the world. A minor, just barely a hurricane, 75 mile an hour winds. It's 125 miles southwest of Havana. <laughs> which, quite frankly, maybe the Lord is punishing somebody down there, you know what I'm saying? After that aberrant behavior here last week? That just might be a part of it. Maybe God is pissed off. Maybe that's why there's the big blow in Havana, although I'm sure it wouldn't be the very first one. And speaking of that, 
I, I don't know whether to scream or eat uh, a banana. Editorial in the Herald this morning. Anybody else see it out there? No. I mean a shock. An unbelievable shocker. So uh, I'm, it's just, I, I don't, like I said, I don't, maybe I just eat the editorial. Disappointing failure to lead. Mayor Pinellas wrong to block Los Bam Bam. This is the editorial in the Miami Herald today. Oh, my God, can this be true? Uh-huh. Can this be real? Did I dream it? Was I hyperventilating because of all the noise and the thunder and the clapping overnight and my little dog barking? Was that it? No. No. I have it right in my hand here in the goddamn editorial, too. So we'll get to that. And, of course, O.J. continues soiling everything he touches, just like a bad PM. <laughs> Everything that comes near him. It's like, it's like a guy with leprosy. Maybe he belongs in a leper colony. What do you think? Uh-huh. Or maybe just a leopard colony would be good. See how they like him. Maybe for dinner. But at any rate, two cops, all smiles with OJ, pulled from a street duty. Oh! It was around here that all kinds of people, you know, couldn't avoid the attraction. And now these two cops that went uh, and responded to his 9-11 call comes to find out that they were also big groupies. I don't understand it. I don't get it. What is wrong with you crazy people out there? This is a frickin' murderer, okay? A scumbag. The lowest subhuman... Oh, but he was he's a Hall of Famer, like that asshole said yesterday, that chronic uh, asshole. The Hall of Famer. He was a football star. He did those Hertz commercials. Yeah, that's what he told Nicole and Ron. It only hurts for a little while. That's what he said. And I think he might have had a point. So we'll talk about that. John Bonet, of course, that's all done. We uh, indict anybody there? No. No. Cops contaminating evidence again. Maybe they were busy getting autographs over there. John Ramsey, he's wealthy. He's a pretty famous guy. A lot more famous now after they murdered the... I mean, uh, she got... I think she committed suicide is what happened. Uh Uh-huh. I think she probably saw... And you know how we always blame these things on movies and on the show business? Saw The Exorcist too many times. She was doing herself a Linda Blair routine over the crucifix which is why they think that she was sexually molested. She was doing that routine, and then she finally did the rope around the neck routine or whatever and just uh, hung herself. Huh? I mean, it had to be a suicide. Nobody killed her. There are no murderers. And just the fact that they let them contaminate all the evidence there within hours after they uh, found after he went downstairs and was allowed to uh, supposedly find the body. Isn't that amazing how he just happened to know right where to go to find that body? Brought it back up with kind of a blank look on his face, holding it out like uh, like you'd be holding out, you know, some papers with dog poop on it, like like that. So there's another great case of justice in America. But this meringue, that's what it is. I'm going to tell you right now, this is the greatest stuff in the history of the human race. This This right here, this is what I've been looking for all my life. All my fat, fat, diabetic life it's great no bs this is this isn't see what i like about this is that there's none of that xylitol and sorbitol and mannitol and all the other stuff that makes you crap your brains out and all that artificial there's nothing to it it's got water egg whites modified malt vanilla extract salt baking soda period that's it there's no artificial anything there's no preservatives there's no additives and they're just uh meringue things which of course as kids we always used to suck on those and the meringue too and what a great snack and they come like in a little plastic container and there's like about what about 15 of them in there something like that of which you had about three or four and i had about 10 or 11 
No, but, but seriously, there's there's nothing to it. They're very light. Well, what a great nosh. What a great something. Oh, and by the way, I heard that stuff this morning. They were really desperate. That business about they want to go play because of the inclement weather. They want to go play basketball at the Jewish Community Center. And they're calling over there. Is it okay for Gentiles? See, in the words of Albert Einstein, it may have been his most famous uh, statement. Shikar is a goy. Remember him saying that, Einstein? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what he said. So uh, just stay the hell out of there, all you going. Just don't uh, go go find your own damn place to play the basketball. Yeah. I mean, the Schwarzers can go over and play because, you know, they might teach somebody something. They might te- teach the Jews how to play basketball again, although I don't think Arnie Risen's making a comeback. No. No. Meringue. Meringue. Meringue, like I said. Keep the damn spick talk out of this. Spick's made it. I don't care who made it. It's not, it's not important to me. No es importante. But it's just delicious. It's actually got taste. It's, uh, see, there are a lot of these products that are very, very good, and they kind of like tide you over, but we don't pretend that they're like really delicious, like a substitute for a Ben & Jerry's fish stick or something like that. But this is good. Delicious with taste. And I can only envision now after we get about two, 300 containers of this. No, seriously, leaving here every day with a container of this in my hand on the way into the car tides me over until I get home. No pit stops for Ben and Jerry. I'm serious. That's one of my biggest problems. Just get the dustbuster out when you get home. For, oh, yeah, right. Like for there's the going to be one crumb. Forget that. I sucked them. And the meringue, too. Come to me, my child. Do you need a ride? Certainly, I don't mind. I'll drive your home with me. You can trust me. I'm a priest. It's the least that I can do. I just want to be nice to you. Come closer to me, my son. Say, you're quite a handsome young man. Why don't you take your hand and feel my magic wounds? And I'll be nice to you. My holy scepter, as hard as an old church view. But stay out of you. First the next time, the next week, the young child, I'll have to resign. Or somewhere in Arizona, they'll transfer me. Oh, jeez. I think it's the police. Harry, sit your pants and remember, please. If they should ask what I did with you, Hey, I was only being nice to you. Please be with you, my son. God be with you, my child. Ten fifteen at five sixty WQM. I should thank our good friend Alan at Delights of West Boca for sending another care package and all those great sodas too. By the way, like the Slim Jones Diet uh, Foo Foo Berry Soda with zero calories, and it doesn't have any aspartame in it. No calories, no carbs, no nothing. I realize it sounds a little bit strange. Oh, yeah, we're eating meringue and drinking foo-foo soda. What do you say to that? That's probably what most people would say. Well, to you, okay? Too bad. 
And also probably ought to give a good little plug to our friends at the Delightful Bakery because they were on with us for quite a while. And that's our good paisans down there in Kendall at 15130 Southwest 72nd Avenue in Miami because they're the ones who manufacture this meringue. And you remember we had a lot of those snack products from them, those uh, different uh, custards and whatever those, uh, what were they? The chocolate mousse. Mousse, yeah, mousse. Rocky, Bullwinkle, the whole deal. But uh, this meringue stuff, I've never had this before. I mean, not in this form and not for the purpose of uh, being on the Atkins diet. This is uh, heaven. This is what it's all about. This is exactly what everybody needs. Everybody who reaches for a candy bar, for a Snickers bar, everybody who reaches for a Ben & Jerry's, everybody who reaches for stuff that just destroys your whole day. And then you get pissed off and just go nuts. You say, screw it anyway, and I've uh, screwed up the whole damn deal. So if we can get, like I said, six or 700 containers of this by the end of the day, I'll be all set for a couple of weeks anyway. And Alan sends over a whole bunch of other very uh, low-carb and some no-carb things here, too, which if I have time, I'll talk about those. But first, this very important editorial. Let me take this call and get out of the way. It's annoying me. Mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, Very sir. Been a long time. Yeah. How's that going? What is it? Uh, okay. Uh, I'm glad I got out of the way. Another bad phone. Boy, we've had an epidemic of bad phones lately. Uh -huh. In fact, I don't think there's anything such as a good phone. How come I don't? Yeah, I do. I hear them all over the station. Bad phones out there. Maybe it's the weather. You think that's it? No. Maybe just the phone company sucks. That uh -huh. might be the problem. Here's this lead editorial in the Herald today of all places. I, like I said, I'm still in shock. I'm still checking every word to make sure this is, uh, they, uh, meant what they said or they said what they meant. Disappointing failure to lead Mayor Penis wrong to block Los Bam Bam Bam. Surely County Mayor Alex Penelis, Penelis, a University of Miami Law School. Oh, he's a U of M graduate. I never knew that before. That explains everything we need to know. Yeah. He graduated from U of M. Yeah. No he's a moron. I'm sorry, I got a little carried away. Surely County Mayor Alex Pinga, a University of Miami Law School graduate, knows that he's outside the bounds in asking the U.S. State Department to deny visas for an encore performance of Los Bam Bam in Miami on grounds that could stir up more protests. Not only is that an abdication of leadership on his part, it demonstrates upside-down logic. Blaming the visitors, Los Van Van, for the disturbance outside of the Miami Arena last Saturday night, rather than those hot-headed few among the protesters who threw dangerous objects at concert goers, is just plain wrong-headed. Under the First Amendment in the Bill of Rights, the Cuban ban, once it had followed all the requisite federal and local rules, had a right to perform, just as those who opposed the group's appearance had an equal right to protest. But the demonstrator's precious right did not extend to the first stone, egg, or battery being lobbed. In seeking to cross the band's second performance, Mr. Pinga, like Miami commissioners, is putting the weight of his office on the side of those few who apparently fail to grasp or prefer not to understand that the American right of free speech is given to all, not just to those who agree with them. Is the Herald really saying this? Sounds like everything I've been saying uh, uh -huh. for 20 years. It goes on to say, these agitators do not represent and indeed embarrass the majority of Cuban-Americans in Miami-Dade County whose range, whose range on views of Los Van Van's appearance runs the gamut from apathy to apoplexy. The strongest sentiment this week within and beyond the Cuban-American community is a growing weariness with the whole issue. Yeah. Oh, God, say that again. Mr. Pinga likes to paint himself as a leader who builds bridges among all segments of the community. He likens himself to the link between Cuban generations as well as among Cubans and other ethnic groups. 
In several instances, he's demonstrated that skill even at political risk, yet here was a great opportunity to leap the chasm of cultural and historical misunderstanding and right emotionalism by correcting those who tout selective repression, and he blew it. Let me say it again. He blew it. Oh! Mr. Pinga's keep-them-away-from-Miami attitude toward Los Van Van, and thus by extension any other controversial cultural exchange between Cuba and the U.S., is a lost lesson in leadership. Instead of showing the importance of living up to the basic tenets of a free society, despite the pain one feels, the mayor appeared to subordinate what was right to what he believed was popular. What's more, while Mr. Pinga's stand on Los Van Van and Encore may serve his short-term ambitions, it could exact a great price to this community. Siding with those who disrupt public expression is a cancer. Let me read that sentence again. In the Herald today. In the Herald. Oh, my God. Siding with those who disrupt public expression is a cancer. It transmits the worst possible message about Greater Miami, saying that we lack both tolerance and maturity. That isn't the case. Well, that's a matter of opinion, isn't it? Well, nevertheless. Yet this community's fabric often strains with loud and passionate debates, especially regarding Cuba. But those debates are healthy, like relief valves releasing dangerous pressure. It's a pity that in this instance, the community's most popular and able leader squandered an opportunity to remind all of that. Oh, this is just exactly what I've said, and I want to take credit for it because I'm sure that I forced him to write that. That I'm positive of it. That after yesterday's show, because like I said, I said, where's the outrage? Where, why aren't people decrying this kind of behavior, especially those idiotic comments where he says, oh, it must be Castro sympathizers who are throwing around. Yeah, right. As if he did some kind of a survey. No, he just assumes that because, once again, he's pandering to this mythical group, for this mythical element that he believes is out there, which is just a handful of old misfits and malcontents. Mayor Pinga wrong to block Los Bam Bam. There's the lead editorial in the Herald today. Save it forever. Frame it. Tape it to your rectum or whatever else you like. Oh, that's it's just shocking. Goes to show you that if you scream and yell and carry on long enough, sooner or later you course even those people who generally pander like crazy to the most unacceptable elements in this community, they're forced to come around and say what the hell makes sense. And for them to now here's a guy who's all alone out there on the ledge. Out there on that little limb. Because at one now, obviously he's lost one of his greatest allies. Because if you'll recall, back during that phony penny sales tax election, the Herald, oh yeah, you got to go for it, and so was the Sun Sentinel on his side. And then uh, after the election, the very next day, wrote an editorial chastising those of you who voted no, telling you you're going to regret it and you're a bunch of assholes. But now, now all of a sudden the worm has turned. Probably because at one Herald Plaza, they stuck their finger out the window, and they see that public reaction and the uh, vote in that election aren't in favor of Mayor Pinga anymore. He's no longer their furry-haired boy. He graduated U.M. See, now, now that I read that, I wasn't aware of that. Now that I read that, I can almost excuse him. I can't, but I mean, I almost could excuse him for his total lack of class common sense. He went to U of M, a make-believe school, a phantom school. Oh, by the way, there's another big article here in the, uh, which one is this, Sun Sentinel today? Marlins narrow sights to Lauderdale and Miami. Lauderdale and Miami sights is Marlins first choice. Oh, geez, get out of here. Every day. This is just like back in the days last year when every day there was a story in both newspapers that Don Smiley was buying the Marlins, and usually on the front page of the front section. Remember those? Uh-huh. Did he buy the Marlins? No. No. 
Did they get the story right? No. But every day they're on the front page. There was that story. Don Smiley's right on the verge. He's right on the edge. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Did he do it? No. I almost crumbled my... I am going to lick the inside of this uh, plastic container, by the way, until I get some more of these. My merengues. Mmm. These are great. This is like... I'm serious. This is like going to heaven. This is the answer to all of our lives. So anyway, there it is in the Sun Sentinel, and do the same as I did. Just say no, no to... Uh, I must be crazy. I must be nuts. The crazy one. Two cops all smiles with O.J. pulled from street duty. Like I said, he's a cancer. Just like that. Let me read that line, and that, I still can't believe it. Like, I can't. I just can't believe it. Siding with those who disrupt public expression is a cancer. Oh, my God. I, you know something? I may have sexual excitement before the show is over today just from reading that in the Herald. Anybody else writes it, you say, well, that makes a lot of sense. Nice going. But the Herald writes it, you say, not only does it make a lot of sense, but how come it took you guys 100 years to figure it out? It's it's a freaking miracle. It's unbelievable. And like I try to tell you, the worm is turning, baby. The worm is turning. Because now even the Herald, the worst panderers in the history of the human freaking race, even they are decrying this aberrant, this grotesque, this unfreaking American barbaric behavior that goes on here over and over again, and politicians who endorse it, politicians who excuse it and invite it and even condone it. Nice going. Oh, God. Thank you. I take all the credit for it. I really do. Because it's like reading my own material again, just like reading a lot of those sports columns where they rewrite, like that Mike Mayo column a few days ago. Rewrote my whole show. God, I, mean, I have the shivers and chills up and down my spine. It could either be from those meringues or else from reading that editorial. So we'll get to O.J. and all this other good stuff and John Bonet and the hockey game last night, which I didn't see because I was at the track and because Sports Channel Florida's digital now, they couldn't get it on there last night. I do have it on tape and saw the, saw the winning goal there, by the way. And I hate to break the news to you. Remember my good, close, personal friend? There's no such person as Roddick Perot. Raddick Perot. Yannick Perot is the last time I checked that was his name. Raddick Perot. I don't want to, you know, nitpick, Rimmer, but uh, I never knew anybody named Raddick Perot on the Maple Leafs. This station stands for nothing. Oh, what did he just say? That was a little bit... Uh, this station oh. stands for nothing. Well, I had it in queue because I wanted to listen to him say it over and over again. You want to know why? Because... Neil has just uncovered another scandal here at WQAM. I mentioned this a couple of days ago, but I wasn't absolutely positive. Now I'm sure beyond any shadow of a doubt, somebody in this building is stealing live avails, live commercials from the Neil Rogers Show, and has been doing it for several weeks now. I don't want to mention no names. How do you like that? And after our sales manager just waddled in here before the show for the uh, third week in a row, and I told her the uh, situation, and she keeps telling me, of course, she would never make up stories or lie to us. No. No. The same thing over and over again, which he's going to check into it. They're playing fast and loose. They're doing a Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. They're selling spots that they don't have to sell. Robbing from Neil and uh, paying to uh, the Beasleys, I guess. Is that how it works around here? Uh -huh. Yeah. Including a guy that I know for a fact bought a spot every day on his show for a year. That's getting spectacular results. Right, Alan? Is that right? Uh -huh. I was just talking about it before. And for the second time in four days... Well, Monday he never got on at all because I wasn't positive, although I did give him a plug because I assumed he was supposed to be on. Was he supposed to be on? Uh -huh. Yes. Now, you'll notice that there are no empty slots in there, that they're sticking all these other commercials in. So what they're doing is that they're selling other spots that they don't have to sell and bumping my people out of here. I just want to go on record as saying that because this time I'm putting my foot down because I sat back like a schmuck 
during baseball season. I don't, did they do it last year, too? I don't remember. But I know this year they did it all year long, where they took people who bought live endorsement spots on his show, and they stuck them in Marlins baseball when we had day baseball games. A bait-and-switch routine. And if anybody complained, they would say, oh, well, you didn't buy the Neil Rogers show. You bought a day part. You bought 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And if there's a ball game in there, you're stuck with a Marlin game that nobody's listening to. Did they buy a day part? No. Of course not. They bought the Neil Rogers show. But it was obviously beneficial to the radio station to stick those in there because they were getting a much higher rate, obviously, for those spots than they were for the uh, dollar-a-holler spots in a Marlin game. So they're trying not to lose the spots. Are you following what I'm saying, uh-huh. boys and girls, all you radio people out there? Bait and switch. Unethical. Unconscionable. I mean, where, where does it end? They can't, I won't let them squeeze any more spots in here so they won't end up with nine and ten and thirteen minute breaks like the other shows. So what they're doing is they're like, uh, you know, moving stuff around at their convenience. If they can sell somebody else something in there, they shove it in there. And take people who have already paid and are expecting to be uh, getting adver- advertisements in this show, they're just uh, in limbo somewhere, which is right between purgatory and, and the back uh, traffic room. How do you like that? What an undelightful experience that is. Bunch of bull crap. You're not fooling anybody, Phyllis. And, of course, they're all in it together. You know, it's Greg and Luann and Phyllis, and whichever one you talk to, oh, well, I'll have to go talk to the other one because nobody around here knows nothing. It's just like that business for the golf tournament where everybody was busy, you know, with like a little circle jerk and pivoting around, pointing at anybody they could point a finger at. You people around here, man, the party is over, baby. It's out of the bag. The horse is out of the barn. He's 100 yards down the road. The old ways ain't going to happen between 10 and 2. Just not going to happen here. And don't come in here and tell me that the show is sold out with live commercials, and then all of a sudden we have four openings one day, five openings another. And why? Because people are sticking other stuff in here. They're playing games with a goddamn show. And with our sponsors. That's how desperate, desperate, desperate this company is to pay John Henry and Wayne Huizinga. There is nothing. There are no lengths. Let me say it again. If we let them run 40-minute commercial breaks every hour, they'd say, oh, okay, great. We'll go out and sell it. We'll have it all sold by tomorrow. Over at the stadium diner, there's graffiti on the bathroom wall about QAM spot load. How do you like that? We've become so notorious... That even in tea rooms all over the world now, there are angry men and women writing messages about the goddamn ridiculous spot load on this radio station. People sitting in there dropping their own load are writing about our spot load. How do you like that? It wasn't bad enough we got all the bad publicity with O.J. and that golf tournament and our general manager opening up a big, dumb mouth talking about all O.J.-related expenses. Some of the money went down. Nobody can still believe that he said that. Oh, my God. Jesus, what what a thing that is to say. And what OJ-related expenses are we talking about, by the way? Inquiry Minds would like to know about that, too, while we're at it. little bait and switch here, okay? You can't complain about our scruples and our principle here at WQM because, quite frankly, we don't have any. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to tell you about Miami. That place is like a, it's like an unruly zoo there. Yeah. I mean, these people, they, they come from, you know, oh. wherever they come from, and uh, they act like animals, man. You know, there's no, they have no, like, no respect for themselves or anyone or else. Or for anybody else. I don't care if they have respect for themselves, but for nobody else. 
Huh? I said have a great day. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. See, as soon as somebody says, "Huh?" at that point, I know we've kind of lost each other. You know, he's going on his way, I'm wandering along on my way. Maybe he's like caught out there in the rain or something in the middle of this storm. Maybe that might be it. You think that could be it? Uh huh. Could be. Another scandal here at WQAM: the Spot Stealers. Now, I've alluded to this because I've been onto it since they started doing it. And uh, when you keep getting an answer, oh, well, there are no avails. And then they keep showing up here with all these other spots stuck in there. Somebody must be telling stories somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, somebody must be uh, fibbing. Not that I would use the word lie because nobody around here lies. You do understand that, I hope. Because they have very, very important uh, reputations to protect. Anybody believe that? No. By the way, is line four working today? Oh, yes, it is. Thank God. Look at that. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, have you ever heard when a uh, rain delay comes and they uh, say the tarp being brought out is brought to you by Sherwin-Williams? The tarp has a sponsor, too. Right. Unbelievable. Just, just like the extra point on the Dolphin games. I, I'm driving back from the airport on Sunday afternoon listening to the uh, Dolphin game against the Colts. And, you know, Dolphins get the touchdown. Here comes Alinda Mari to kick the extra point. This extra point is brought to you by uh, <laughs> Moishi Puppet. I, I thought, Jesus Christ, are we that desperate that we have to sell the extra point? Uh-huh. Exactly. Yes, we are. And poor Boog. I mean, he, the, uh, the show after the game, he says the National League scores. Then they go on a 10-minute break. Then the American League scores a 10-minute break. It's unbelievable they can give you all the scores at one time. It's, it's a miracle that this station has got any audience left at all. It really is. I, well, I, I just know, can't believe that our audience uh, must have the, the patience of job. Yeah, unfortunately, I drive for a living, so if I flip by enough to hear some of the Marlins games. But anyway, you have a good day, Neil. Okay, and thank you. Bye. Thanks for the good news. I'm sorry. In fact, this score is brought to you by... This storm is brought to you by... This... Fart on the Neil Rogers. There's an idea for you, okay? Fart number seven is brought to you today by Sherwin Williams. Yeah. Their paint smell a lot better than your gas. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I mean, I've always said that those of us in the radio business we're all whores, and we are, including me, to a point. But when you work here, it's like working for like a, you know. A flop house, not like not like a refined house of prostitution. Not even the dirtiest little whorehouse in Florida, but like a real seedy flop house. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where there's like lice and vermin and uh, bed bugs. A lot of uh, sexually transmitted disease. No clean linen. No, uh, yeah, linen just... Uh... Oh, God, Neil. In the summer of 1999, one movie captured the imagination of the country. And this Christmas, it'll happen all over again. It's the second sixth sense. I see dead people walking around like regular people. What do you see? I see Johnny Carson. What? I see Johnny Carson. Hi, hi. how are you? How are you, little boy? That is wild uh, that you see me. Of course, uh, I'm not dead. I see Johnny Carson. (laughs) You see what you want to see. Ed, can you see me? Ah, yes, Johnny, of course. I see Ed McMahon. (laughs) Ah, yes, standing right in front of you. Apparently, this time, the kids all mixed up a lot. The second sixth sense. I see Woody Allen. He's 
laundering. Of course you can see me. I mean, I'm still alive. I just spent millions of dollars on a condo. Do you want me to do things? This is nuts. No, don't do anything. Stop whispering. I can't hear you. What? Stop it. I see you. You're creeping me out. The Second Sixth Sense. This Christmas at theaters everywhere. Yeah. Okay, 1045 at 560 WQAM. Anyway, by the way, you fans up there in Atlanta, you're almost as Bush League as down here and just kiss Ted Turner's feet that you got an owner with a lot of money who isn't going to sell out your whole team. Two playoff games up there, which they win both, by the way, the first two in the Mets series, and 44,000 people in the stands for each game. Of course, the only problem is that their brand-new beautiful stadium holds 50,500-plus. And that's 6,000 unsold tickets for each game for a playoff game. Remember all the crap we took uh, when the Marlins won the World Series uh, three years ago? And all the garbage that we got because they couldn't sell out the playoff games? Uh-huh. Right. Atlanta. Most phony, the most fair weather. They, you know, they just latched onto a good thing, and they just keep sucking it for all they can. You know, they don't deserve the Braves. Atlanta deserves the Thrashers. That's more uh, right, right in line with what you're all about. Biggest phony. And I know we have people listening up there on the Internet, including that bozo that called a couple of days ago that was dissing Dan Marino or whatever the hell of crap he was talking about that doesn't know his ass from his elbow, and the Falcons only wish they had him. You're a real bunch of phonies up there in Atlanta. You're not fooling anybody anywhere in the world, okay? I like your team. you got a great team, but, boy, you people really blow. 6,000 empty seats twice in a row for a playoff game. And, of course, the excuse is, well, you know, we make the playoffs every year. We're so used to getting knocked out. And I, oh, yeah, right. That's great. You suck. Two cops all smiles with O.J. pulled from street duty, posed for pictures with O.J. A lot of people who pose for pictures with O.J. get into real serious problems. Yes. A pair of Miami-Dade police officers have been relieved of duty for smiling alongside uh, alongside O.J. Simpson for a photo, a department spokesman said. Field training officer Ralph DeJesus, 42, and a rookie trainee at the hammock station are working desk jobs pending an internal investigation over the response to Simpson's 9-11 call last week, Detective Juan Del Castillo said. The two officers were sent to a townhouse in the Crossings neighborhood after Simpson called about 6.15 p.m. on Sunday to report that his girlfriend, Christy Prody, had been on a two-day drug binge and wanted her to go into rehab. Oh, he didn't say that, did he? Uh-huh. No, he didn't. Yeah, did he? Uh-huh. No, he didn't. He later said he called about another pr- a friend, not Prody, although Prody is named on the police report. It's in there. It's right in there. Two other officers who work at the hammock station gave an account of what happened. They spoke on condition of anonymity. After the investigation, officers interviewed Simpson and searched the neighborhood for the missing woman. They returned to the townhouse to give Simpson a pamphlet about domestic violence <laughs> and a card with a police case number. De Jesus then asked Simpson whether the former football running back and murder suspect, or is that murderer, uh-huh. would pose with him for a Polaroid snapshot. Oh, i got to come back to this, because you know what that reminds me of? Polaroid snapshot? Now, the day that Jason brought in the picture of that curly turd of his in the, uh, in the uh, bowl, right around lunchtime, too, by the way. Nice go, nice timing, Jason, you sick bastard. And, and it never really dawned on me until yesterday which shows I must have had a lot of idle time yesterday. How did that come about? In other words, did he take his camera in with him? I've never heard of anybody taking a, a Polaroid or any other kind of camera into the throne, planning on taking a, per, a picture of his entrails. Or did he just leave it and just leave word, make sure that nobody else, oh, don't flush, I'll be right back, and run out to find somebody with a camera. 
Don't flush up there. I'm coming right back. And found somebody with a Polaroid camera and took a snapshot of his curly turd. The one that was shaped kind of like a candy cane. Only, of course, being Jewish, uh, we don't pay too much attention to candy cane. That's kind of a Goyesha thing at Christmas time. Are we getting the story on where the camera came from? This is a very important thing, by the way. Because I can't imagine that anybody would take a Polaroid camera in the toilet with them. All depending, I guess, on what they were going to take pictures of. Maybe there was a glory hole in there. I don't know. Did we find out? No. Oh, I thought we were getting a spot. No, that was unrelated. What was that related to? Uh, One of our bits. What does that mean? Inquiring minds want to know about one of our bits. So anyway, I'm a big fan, DeJesus said. Would you mind posing for a a Polaroid snapshot with me? And, of course, O.J. never minds. I mean, he just loves the publicity. He just loves all these people who suck up to him, to his murdering black ass. Oh, did you say black ass? To his murdering black ass. That's exactly what I said. Just like John Ramsey and and, uh, his wife and their murdering white ass. DeJesus, an officer for five years, retrieved an instant camera from his patrol car. Maybe that's where Jason got the camera. From Officer DeJesus' patrol car. The rookie then shot a picture of DeJesus with Simpson, who was acquitted in 1995 by a California jury, a jury of murdering his estranged wife, Nicole Simpson, her friend Ron Gold in 1994. A civil court later found Simpson liable for the two deaths, ordered him to pay the victim's family $33.5 million. After the photograph, Simpson told DeJesus to wait until the image developed, then he autographed it. How do you like that? I wonder what he wrote on it. Yeah. Probably. Sheepishly, the rookie officer asked Simpson if he could also pose with him, too. Monkey see, monkey do. See, not a good idea. Don't ever trust a guy named Jesus. Simpson agreed. The Jesus then photographed the rookie with Simpson. Later, the giddy officers, how do you like that? The giddy officers, can you just see it now? Like, <laughs> like that, like a couple of teenage schoolgirls. <laughs> hey, we got OJ's autograph, like some of the people around here, silly people. Hey, look at this, everybody, we got OJ's autograph. Are you impressed that we got it right here? We're holding out and we're squeezing it and the autograph too. <laughs> Shut up. Later, the giddy officers returned to the hammock station, 10,000 Southwest 142nd Avenue, and showed off their pictures. Sergeant Ariel Rodriguez, uh-oh, 35, made in large copies of the pictures to display at the station, and that's when the laughs ended. Just like that. Word of the photographs got back to police director Carlos Alvarez. One officer at the hammock station said it might have been because Simpson went on television to talk about the 9-11 call and said the responding officers only wanted to take a picture of him. How do you like that? Playing right into the hands of this murdering son of a bitch. The Jesus and the rookie were taken off the streets, relieved of duty, and given desk jobs. They were cited with conduct unbecoming a police officer and a third officer who works with them. Or said a third, whatever. The official position of the Dade County Police Benevolent Association, such as they are, is that the officers did nothing wrong. PBA Vice President Rick Kalaji, whatever the hell his, uh, he's all about, confirmed that the informal investigation was uh, underway, said Wednesday that there was no rule against posing for a picture or seeking an autograph while on a job. We certainly don't see a violation, Kalaji said, although he conceded that the officers might have used poor judgment. In 25 years with the force, I don't remember anybody ever getting in trouble for something like this. The pictures are now missing, and some other officers are upset about the suspensions. End of article in the Herald today. 
the pictures are now missing. How do you like that? Maybe when they find those, our live spots will be with them, the ones that disappeared. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. And isn't it interesting, speaking of OJ, that all his pictures are in her office, too. Maybe that's where the missing pictures might be. Uh-huh. Yeah, along with our missing spots. And all those other delights. So there you go. There's the latest uh, lesson. For all you kids out there, probably a lot of kids skipped school today because they didn't come weather in the rain and uh, it was a pain in the ass. They didn't have an umbrella, whatever. Good excuse. There's a message for you. Don't get your picture taken with a murderer, okay? It's not generally a good idea. Don't get your picture taken with somebody who is reviled by almost every sane person in the human race. Everyone with any common sense, any class. And I can, I'm just envisioning this scene, just like scenes we've seen around this place of these two police officers who, of course, work on your tax dollars in Dade County, coming back to the police office, the giddy officers returning to the hammock station going <laughs> like that. Oh, look at we got. We got OJ. Hey, look at that. Everything he touches turns to pure, unadulterated <laughs> crap. Maybe he's part of that cancer they were talking about in the Herald editorial today. Why would any sane... Why would any rational person with any kind of judgment whatsoever want to be seen with this piece of turd? I've asked this question so many times on this show, never ever can get a reasonable response. We keep bringing up all the axe murderers that are on death row, the Ted Bundys, the David Berkowitzes, John Wayne Gacy, all of these people getting marriage proposals in the mail while they're in jail on death row waiting to get their uh, ass fried. Sad, desperate people. And let me tell you again, if you look at most of these big celebrities, the bigger they are, the bigger the celebrity are, the more neurotic they are. That may not always be true, but generally speaking, what a list we could make, huh? We're talking big, big worldwide superstars. Elizabeth Taylor. Michael Jackson. What's the one that's in uh, that keeps going back on drugs? Uh, Bobby, uh, what the hell's his name? I can't think of it. The one that's in jail again. But it's cocaine problem that he can't beat. Which one? Oh, I don't want to say Christian Slater because you don't like him. Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr., I'm sorry. And how about the River Penis? How's he doing? Oh, won't see him no more. So why is it? What is that all about? What is this hero worship? What is it that's missing in your life that you want to attach yourself to some kind of scumbag? If you enjoy their work, if you enjoy their movies, if you enjoy their books, whatever the hell it is, okay, that's fine. But why is it that you feel so insufficient about your own meaningless little life, which evidently you feel that it must be, that you have to latch on to these people, these desperados, these slime, these scumbags, who quite frankly are even lower than some of the people we got here, and that's saying a lot. That's, that's quite a statement. That's really pushing it to the max. Even the barnacles on the bottom of the ship won't associate with some of the folks we got around here, and those people are lower than these people here I'm talking about. That's right. They're down there with Jacques Cousteau, way under. 20,000 leaks. Squirt, squirt. Under the sea. But it just doesn't stop. There's just no end of people. All they got to do is see him. Oh, O.J., can I have your autograph, O.J.? And put the knife away, O.J. What is that all about? What does it take to make you people understand a scumbag is a scumbag? 
Isn't that what Einstein said? Just before he said, shikar is a goy, he said a scumbag is a scumbag. This is 560 QAM. My dad knocked me off. He raped me when he tied me up. When I was killed the name and I was killed by my daddy. That in a second, 1102 at But just one other thing here about this OJ business and these two police officers. I want you to stop and think about one thing. Remember the contradictions that we had when we first heard about the 911 call and we heard the tapes and Channel 7 and then Channel 4, they were all salivating with it. And then the next day they interviewed this uh, bitch, I mean, this uh, young lady. Remember that? Uh huh. Well, of course, OJ changed this story and basically said that the police officers got it all wrong. Basically, he said, they're full of crap. They're lying. He never talked about Pedro Guerrero. That was mistaken. And he also never said that it was his girlfriend. It was somebody else. It must have been a misunderstanding. They're full of crap. But see, the fact that he's really calling them liars by changing his story in midstream, which is nothing new for him. You know, Pedro Guerrero's out there chipping golf balls now. That's a catch-all for everybody's chipping balls or slicing necks or something like that. But the police officers that he made look bad they're running around with his autograph and his pictures. Oh, look what we got. Look what we got. Of course, not having any way of knowing that before the day was through, he would do his best to make them look like assholes and liars and inept uh, jackasses. So, like I've said a million times, all you kids out there, if you want to get ahead in life, if you don't want to get fired from your job, if you don't want to get suspended, which there seem to be a lot of suspensions going around these days Uh from people posing for pictures with OJ for whatever reason, just stay the hell away. That's a real good idea. If you see him, run like a son of a bitch and cover your neck. So, John Bonet, I guess, committed suicide. John Bonet Grand Jury finds no one to accuse. Solid evidence lacking in death of six-year-old. After we get the big build-up, we had all that foreplay for days and days. Oh, it's getting close. They're getting right to the end, and the grand jury's got to come up with something. You know what they came up with? <laughs> Squat. Yeah! They're squatting on it. And, of course, it's only a couple of months away from the two-year anniversary of her Christmas time murder two years ago, or suicide, December 26, 1996. Oh, I'm sorry, three years ago. Can you believe that? December 26, 1996, we're coming up on the three-year anniversary. I thought it was only two. Time flies when you're having fun. A couple of months, it'll be the three-year anniversary of her suicide or whatever, and uh, we still have no no culprit. Critics claim that they – now, maybe O.J., when he's out there on a golf course, can not only find the people that killed Ron and Nicole, but also the – might be the same culprit. They're not that far apart, L.A. and uh, uh, Boulder. Same couple killed JonBenet. Wouldn't surprise me. He's on the case right now in between chipping balls. 
Critics claimed that the investigation was compromised early when detectives, believing they were dealing with a kidnapping, allowed friends and family to roam through the Ramsey Mansion, contaminating all the evidence, fingerprints, whatever, whatever other evidence was there or might have been there, contaminated by all these people. And then, of course, police also asked John Ramsey to conduct a search, which just coincidentally led to the discovery of the body. Didn't take him too long, either. He knew right where to go, right where to find it, just right where he left it. This kind of police work, it sounds just like what happened in the, uh, which if you've read the book, because it's before I was born, and most of you too, I'm sure, the uh, kidnapping of the Lindbergh baby and the murder of it. Same kind of police work. Contaminating all the evidence, contaminating the footprints at the base of the uh, ladder that was outside the window where the uh, Lindbergh baby was kidnapped from. Beautiful police work. And then, of course, every now and then, when we do have good police work done, when they find the bloody glove, when they got all the blood evidence, the DNA matches, all of this stuff, and we still can't convict anybody. Now, you know that was all planted. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Big conspiracy. Remember? Well, don't you think we'll have a whole bunch of white folks calling in today saying, hey, we got away with it again? White power? Yeah. John, well, uh, John and Patsy. All right, let's hear it for John and Patsy, baby. Some white folks got off this time. What's wrong with that? What's good for the goose is good for the Schwarzer. What's wrong with that? I don't understand what you're laughing about. I'm, I say that very seriously. A couple of nice, upstanding folks who just, uh, you know, probably murdered their little girl. I mean, the the, the ransom note that uh, she wrote out, two-and-a-half-page ransom note. Oh, yeah, we are, we're a, a group of individuals representing a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not the country that serves it. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. And I know that if I was going to go into somebody's house, especially a gigantic mansion like that with all those rooms and all the uh, different uh, hidden places, I know that I would just sit down, take my time, and scrawl out a nice letter. And then I would make sure I took her down into a place that was almost impossible to find behind the washroom, which most people didn't even know that little room was there, and uh, do her there, so to speak. And then just kind of like, you know, tidy up a little bit, saunter out, take my sweet time. I mean, anybody who believes that has got to be insane. And also, I don't understand this other business of all along. How is it to kind of pick and chose when they were going to speak to the police? I don't understand it. Do you understand it? In other words, if police say, we want to, maybe we've been watching too much Perry Mason. But when they go to somebody's house, they say, we want you to come downtown. We're going to, you know, we want to uh, interrogate you. They come downtown. They don't, they make them an offer they can't refuse. Isn't that the way it usually works? Unless, of course, you're a multimillionaire, which shows, again, black rich people like O.J., they get one kind of justice, and white rich people, they get that same kind of justice. They get away with it. Know what Brian Blades did? Didn't want to talk to the police? Are you starting with him again? I'm sorry. He, had, he had important things to do. He had to run fast and jump high. I wonder how high uh, O.J. had to jump to get up to Ron's neck with that machete. Huh? O.J.'s pretty tall. Although he can't run fast, he's got those damn arthritic knees. God, maybe he wouldn't have needed the Bronco. It's not really all that far away. A 1997 white Ford Mustang convertible. I was so depressed when I read that. It would have been so beautiful if it would have said a 1997 white Ford Bronco. Oh, God, I would have spazzed all over myself if I would have read that. God, that would have been perfect. As he just keeps rubbing the noses of everybody in it. Rubbing the, got this place all screwed up. He's got this whole joint here in turmoil. Got the police department down there in uh, the hammocks. Got them all up in turmoil. 
And like I've been saying, very easy solution. Just go away. Just bother somebody else. Don't go away mad, OJ. Just go away. And don't come back while you're at it. Just go find some other white coke bitch, okay, please. And just don't come back here. Not that I'm saying that this one is or isn't. Because maybe he was talking about somebody else, and then again, maybe he wasn't. Maybe Pedro Guerrero was uh, off with her for a couple of days, and maybe Pedro was out there chipping golf balls. I mean, let's get serious. Who in the world could possibly be stupid enough Roy! to believe this crap? My God, is that thing real? Oi! I once did a girl, or should I say, she dunked me. She thought it was good, till I whipped out my morning wood. She asked me how long it would stay, and I started to laugh. It's bigger than Viagra, and it shrinks when you pee in the bathroom. Squirt, squirt. <laughs> but when I awoke, my f*** was lost. She cut it off. So I torched her house. She better not f*** my morning wood. <laughs> My morning word. By the way, I just thought I would mention since I saw, um, where the hell I see it, on A&E or somewhere? Maybe it was on, uh, I guess it was, about John Lennon over the weekend. And he was a real asshole, by the way. All these people that are like all, you know, I mean, forget about his music. If you liked it, you didn't like it, you thought he was a great writer, or whatever you thought. But uh, regardless of that, he was a real major asshole. By the way, speaking of assholes, Jeff Gordon will be on Joe Costello's Motorsports Saturday this uh, Saturday morning at 6 a.m. for all you racing fans out there. Jeff Gordon. I mean, you know, he's uh, boring is what he is. He's a little twerpy guy. And maybe he's he's an asshole. I, I don't even know if he's got enough personality to be an asshole. But he certainly is very, very famous. And Joe Costello said, pretty please uh, mention he'll be on. And there you go. No extra charge, Joe. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Doral. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. <laughs> there were a lot of things you spoke about. Uh, let me see where I can start. Um, first of all, O.J. Simpson, that guy's such a liar. Why do people even give him, you know, like the time of day? Uh, since he lied about wearing those shoes when he was in court. Oh, he wouldn't said, wear those ugly-ass shoes. Oh, uh, yeah. Even though we he got 6,000 pictures of him wearing the shoes. Yeah, about a million, right? <laughs> They're all faked. Jesus. Um, another thing I wanted to say, oh, why didn't the uh, Miami police uh, officers get in trouble when they arrested Jose Canseco when he uh, beat his wife and he was in court? And all these uh, cops, if you if you remember seeing that, all these cops started taking pictures with him. Oh, yeah. And it was caught on a courtroom or surveillance camera. Isn't that pathetic? Uh, Starstruck cops, man. There you go. So, so right off the bat, if you're a famous celebrity like that, you got the edge because the cops are awestruck. They don't give a crap who you beat up, who you murdered, what tell you did oh gee can i have your autograph oh gee oh that's right what now, a joke what a, what a disgrace now what i actually called for since you got the uh, herald they're hot and steamy in uh section 2b which is the inside story oh, not of, to be yes yeah uh the inside story of willie chidino saying his part about the uh, van van uh, playing with them yeah on paraphrase 
paragraph six in the inside story. Mm -hmm. It says, yes, he jammed with the Havana band more than once. Not only that, he also bought instruments for some of their members. So what? He also says, those people are not my enemy. They are not your enemy. Only Castro is my enemy, the singer proclaimed. And I resent anybody doubting my Cubanness or my position as a free Cuban. Oh, haven't, haven't, haven't we been saying that already for years? Right. Now, it'll be interesting to see what these Cuban exile crazy people are going to do next. Are, are they, one, going to listen to what he just said and not protest when no. this band comes over? Absolutely not, no. They don't, they don't have it in In addition to what you're forgetting, the Spanish-language radio stations and the politicians like Tomas Arreglado and all these other assholes, they'll have them so whipped up by December that uh, there'll be five times as many people out right. there. Or, or two, or two, they protest in December and they have to protest Chirino also yeah. because of him saying this, which we've all been saying for a long time. So that'll be interesting to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't brush this one under the carpet. Don't we? Don't we all wish it would just uh, stop? I mean, you know, just right. enough is enough. Right. It didn't happen it before, but... you know. And all of a sudden, it, it, it's this media frenzy, you know, especially the uh, Latin stations. And how about that Herald editorial today, sir? Which one? Didn't you hear what I the one I read? Oh yeah, I've been hearing everything you said. The one about uh, knocking a mayor, ripping a mayor a big ass. Oh yeah, you know that. Saying every... that siding with those who disrupt public expression is a cancer. Yeah, right. You know that when I when I watch the news with my dad, every time they show this guy's face on TV, he just walks away. He can't stand it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Have I, a nice I, day. My you... dog starts puking on the floor when he comes on. Have a great day, <laughs> life, Kelsey. <laughs> No, seriously, my little dog. He said, and then eventually, all over the place. Every time a mayor pinger comes on there. My little dog is allergic to a pinga. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Daniel, do you know, have you heard the OJ song, The Story? Have I heard what? The song of OJ is called The Story. The Story of OJ. No. Can I play it for you? Go ahead. Here it goes. Black OJ had a wild wife. Looky, looky here. Old Black OJ had a big old knife. Looky, looky here. With a staff wound here and a dead Jew there. Here, corn, there, corn, everywhere on staff wounds. Old Black OJ killed his wild wife. Looky, looky here. Old Black OJ went to the courts. Looky, looky here. Went to the court and the judge was a net. Looky, looky here. With five right here and an egg roll there. Oh. Here, nip, there, nip, anywhere, nip, nip. Oh. One here and a dead Jew there. Here, corn, there, corn, everywhere, I'm stabbed one. Oh, black OJ killed his wife, wife. Oh, right. Looky, looky here. Oh, black OJ got the chair. Looky, looky here. Bob, Bob, Bowie done pulled the switch. Looky, looky here. With a zap, zap here and a zap, zap there. Smell that burning apple hair. A fire right here in the egg roll hair. Here, nip, there, nip, anywhere, nip, nip. Stab wound here and a dead Jew there. Here, corn, there, corn, everywhere. Stab wound. Oh, black gold is dead and gone. Looky, looky here. Beauty. Thanks, hey. thanks, and thanks to Howard, too. Well, I even like Baba Louie if he's the one who's going to pull a switch. Even we'll uh, mend our fences. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I guess I'm the only one that's just blown away by this uh, Herald editorial today. 
Maybe they're just so shocked that the cat's got their tongue. I would have thought that people would be just uh, hyperventilating about that. It's one of the highlights of my life. It's all—it's just indescribable. And what are these people saying? Yeah. Not much. We got sixteen hundred open lines here as usual. See, nothing phases these people. It's just the same—you know—they're eh, just like that—that that same boring note. Here's Sunny Isles. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, line seven screwed up. Call me back on another line, sir. Sorry, I can't put that on the air. The inside lines, did they work today? No. The business uh, phone, no. Line seven, is that fixed? No. We got the cable, though. Nice going there, George Corso. We got our cable here so I can watch the Weather Channel. There's some nice music from the Weather Channel. Well, they're showing us it's going to rain like a son of a bitch. You get gusty and nasty and windy for a couple of days. And you people on the West Coast, you better watch it, especially up there by Tampa and Clearwater. But that's uh, what's on there. You've already seen it a million times. And then, of course, today we find out for sure, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that they're ripping off our spots on the show into playing games. But if we'd only just uh, be cooperative like the other shows and run 13 and 14 minutes uh, every break, then we wouldn't have to worry about that. And believe me, they'd love it. They would do it. All I have to do is give the green light and say, hey, you got all these other spots? Just throw them in there. We don't care. We don't care about the audience. We don't care about the show. We don't care about ratings. We're just here to make you people money. Which wouldn't be so bad. I don't mind making the money, but I don't like putting it in John Henry and Wayne Hypinga's pockets. That's what really frosts my big, fat, aging ass. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello, Lee. What is it? Hello, Neil. Yes. Yes, uh, I'm a bit surprised, and then you don't talk about the Hialeah man was fighting in the street with, uh, with his own people. And then, yeah, we already uh, talked about that when it was going on months ago, okay, sir? So I don't know what you're surprised about. My one track, uh, my one no Charlie, or whatever your name is, Rodriguez. Find hit him, him again, Raul. Yeah, hit him again, Raul. Punch him in the head. Nice going, baby. Let's hear it for Raul. Oh! They're so excited and highly, they're eating Raul. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You're boring, sir. You're boring. You're monotonous. You're tragic. You're pathetic. And by the way, you put him in there in the first place, so what are you bitching to us about? I have nothing to do with it. Just ask Hank. He'll tell you. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I'm enjoying your your uh, uh, right on as always. Um, if you read that transcript in the paper in the Herald, uh, she sounded like he was uh, OJ was in a domestic dispute with with the girlfriend Prody, and she said she she wouldn't come back until he left. Right. And it sounds That's like what it said yesterday uh, in the uh, ongoing uh, saga in the 600 part series. Yeah, it's another Nicole replay. Right. And if that happens, if he kills her. I, I honestly don't think that they'll convict him even for the third murder. I, I, I've come to the point after the Bonet, John Bonet thing where the parents, I don't think if he, if he kills his girl, I think he'll get away with it again. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. What do you think? What do I think? Well, I'm not going to start you know, conjecturing before he does it. Let's let, let him do it first, then we'll conjecture. Well, I, I, I'm so cynical now about the judicial system, I think he'll get away with a third murder. And you know something? If he did kill her and it was the same kind of a trial and we had to go through much more of that with the same oh. result, and you know something? Oh. The same people that are kissing his ass right now and looking for his autograph, they'd still be kissing his ass and looking for his autograph and posing for Polaroid pictures of O.J. with his hook-shaped turd. You're right. You're right. How do you like that? You're right on. Isn't that, now, can you explain? Do you understand that? Well, they... What it, is wrong with people? Is it low IQ? Low self-esteem. Low self-esteem. People who feel that they are little, tiny, meaningless people who want to be like Sam the Sham in there, an appendage to somebody else. They want to latch on like a goddamn leech. But don't they realize that this guy jumped on two human beings, they don't lifted care. their throats, they don't care. Their... And you know something? Even the ones who believe just as much as we do that he did it, they still don't care. 
They want to rub shoulders with somebody famous. Unbelievable. Exactly. Disgusting. Right. Grotesque. Puke-inducing. All right. I'm going to go throw up. Okay. Bye. Get a towel. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Nobody has yet explained to me. It's just like our quest for a why God invented hell. Maybe so OJ could go there. Maybe that's the reason. Just like yesterday, I tried for hours to get an answer to that question. Did we get anything that made any sense? No. Of course not. Same thing here today. Why do people gravitate? Why do they surround? Everywhere he goes, everywhere people of his ilk go, surrounded by all these breathless admirers. You've got to be out of your mind. You've got to be a very, very sick, little, teeny, tiny person who can't complain about your ego because you don't have any. No self-esteem, no self-respect, no common sense, no dignity. Just like, look at me, I work for these people. Anybody have a heart or a liver? In toy stores now. From the makers of Tickle Me Elmo. It's the all-new Take That Thing Out of Me Elmo. Mom, Elmo's taking my temperature with his hand. The new Take That Thing Out of Me Elmo. And coming soon, the vibrating Elmo. Mom, I think I'm falling in love with Elmo. Whoa. In toy stores now. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. See, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. When it stops, you hear me mumbling in the background. That's bad. Eleven thirty-one, five sixty, WQAM. I just might do the whole goddamn show this way. So line four. Let's see if line four is doing it again here today, huh? Oh, line four screwed up again, huh? What a what a what a what a this thing ain't that good. You're right, we gotta get a real one. Nice going, old Booker. Brian, nice try. It's a lot of fun. Okay. How about line seven? How's that one doing? Oh, every now and then it gets uh, but it won't work. Okay, uh so we're sitting here again, the same old crap day after day after day. Are we making any progress around no. here? No. They're stealing our spots. Our equipment doesn't work, but we're doing the best we can. Okay, hey, you got the cable. What do you want? That's right. We got the cable today so I can watch that big uh, purple and orange blob on there. And, uh, oh, that's, that's pretty. Sure is pretty. And, by the way, it's stationary. The 11 o'clock, I forgot to give that. The coordinates, 21.7 north, 83.4 west. For those uh, coordinate nerds out there who plot these things. And it's still exactly the same spot. Well, almost. 120 miles south, southwest of Havana. <laughs> In Irene, she's still sitting there waiting to see what she's going to do, make up her mind. Like most women, just taking her time, figuring out what she's going to do. So it's going to rain, it's going to be windy, it's going to be nasty, but over here on the southeast coast, don't uh, have a nervous breakdown. Unless you want to make Brian Norcross happy. Here's Perrine. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Okay. Yes, man. I got I got a re- I got some beef this morning, man. I got some beef with Mayor Pinga. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I'm a, you got I'm some young- beef? I'm a young African-American, yes. and I've been listening to you, right? I listen to you, you know, a lot. I might not like you, but we do listen to you. Right. He's well, talk- that's a good start. Hey, check this out, Neil. He's, uh, you, you said something about he writing a letter to try to get this uh, Cuban ban or Castro ban or whatever. Right. Ban from Take away their visa and their MasterCard. Okay. Well, check this out. He want to get involved with that. What was he when his uh, Cuban spick buddy shot a black man in Liberty City the other day, and we was trying to get him to, to write a letter to the federal agents to come and investigate the the corrupt city of Miami Police Department. Where was it in? 
Yeah, you mean you know when, the, cop, when the police officer did. shot the uh, scumbag that was uh, yeah. involved in you know, the car I'm attack? I'm not trying to condone what he did, but fair yeah. fair. He's the mayor. He's supposed to be the mayor for all people, not just Spanish-speaking people. You understand right. what I'm saying? Homosexual Spanish-speaking people at that. Homosexual Spanish people. Yes. Right. No offense against you. you know, no, no, I understand. No, I, I have nothing to do with them. Me and you Unless are right. I can, of course. Me and you are right. Right. But Neil, Neil, bash the hell out this spick. We don't like him. I hate his guts. I hope he get on a plane and it crash in, in a lake lake somewhere. Yeah. Peace out, bro. Lake somewhere. Okay. Okay, if uh, you're going to be flying over lake somewhere, Mr. Mayor, I think it might be a bad idea. You might want to change your route because this guy says you'll be going to crash there. Just like Linda Blair, he said, you're going to die up there. Something like that. Just before she did her squirt, squirt, pee, soup. Five six seven oh five sixty. A lot of pee in that movie. You notice that? Pee on the floor, pee soup, pee all over the place. Five six seven oh five sixty. We're operating with a half a deck here again today. I didn't even realize it. See, it gets it gets really old doing that, and you're pumping the number and pumping the number. Then all of a sudden, you find out half the goddamn lines aren't working again, and you got howling sounds and puking, and you got uh... there you go, and you got this one. This one just you punch it up and it rings by itself. It just does all kinds of fancy screwed up things. So that's why we ought to really all the shows ought to be on this thing. Here's a mobile in uh, Mar- Margate. Hello. Hey, Neil. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing okay, sir. It's all become just a big joke to me. I'll just take the money every two weeks, and if they don't care, to them, you know, they're a joke. Have you uh, noticed that the bigger yes. the scumbag, the more the media exploits the situation? Well, of course. Yeah, and Why do you think and we have 75 of those tabloid shows on there? They're, in there for, they're making money big time. Exactly, and we have all the... All, all and by these... the way, why do you think Dan Rather, the lead story on CBS Evening News two nights ago, which I forgot to mention yesterday, was they had that surveillance film now from Columbine High, and they're showing those poor kids hiding under the desk in the cafeteria and hiding under the tables. I mean, like, we really have to show that to America. We have to subject those kids to more abuse and bring back these horrible memories. And right there, the lead story on CBS Evening News, which is supposedly a responsible news outfit, which, of course, is not, uh, is, is showing us this crap because it's available, so let's put it on there. Where is uh, I'm surprised they didn't show us pictures of people or kids getting their heads blown off. Exactly. But the, you know what's outrageous? Where was, and I'm just saying this for general information, where was a guy like Jesse Ventura 10 years ago? Wrestling. Yeah, exactly. But why didn't somebody like him come to the forefront and well, show better, us better the right? Late, better late than never. What do you mean? What was he 20 years ago? What was he uh, during yeah, Vietnam? Exactly the fact is, better late than never, man. He's there right now. I say grab onto him. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he's definitely an inspiration, and that's what the people of this country need. They need people like you who speak the truth, and they need a guy like Jesse Ventura to run for political office. All right. Now, with that in mind, I think I'm done. Okay. Right. Stick a fork in him, he's done. Isn't that what Joey would say? Uh-huh. No, don't say that then. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Let's bring Joey Reynolds back. How? What do you say? No. No. How about for two minutes? No. He'll put all the chronics on. Bring in uh, Bill, what's his name? Bill Marshall, do that stupid little laugh loop. He'll have all the chronics in the studio. Oh, yeah, he'll have them in here holding their hand. Find out which one smells the best. Here's a mobile in Weston. Hello. Hello, Neil. But I think we already know. Yes, sir. Um, I listen, before your show comes on, I occasionally listen to Howard. And uh, I was wondering what if there was any truth to the uh, article on, in page six of the post that was read on the news about the, the Lago Mar OJ deal. Um, well, what do you mean if, if there's any truth? In other words, you think Howard discovered that story? He got no, the story no. out of the New York Post. Right, but it, but that most the majority of the charity money 
went to. No, that's, uh, that's okay, not what the said. that's not what the story said. Greg Reed, in his stupidity, our general manager said some of it went to OJ related expenses. First of right. all, they first of all they never raised any twenty five thousand dollars. They raised a few thousand, maybe five or six, of which the charity got over a couple grand. As far as the accounting and all that, I have no idea. But to, to say that most of it went to OJ related expenses would be ridiculous. Well, what, but what, it, but if any of it went to OJ related expenses, it would also be totally unacceptable. Exactly, and the especially, are, especially in light of the fact that we made it very clear to our sales department and some of the people that went out of their way to bring him in here that we didn't want him to have anything to do with this. It was made very, very crystal clear to these people. Right, and well, the people that are responsible that are now paying the price. One of them has been what, sus- what is- one of them has been suspended and hopefully won't be back any time in my lifetime. And the right. other two are walking around scot free, laughing in the line. Why, but what did they want to gain out of, uh, what did they hope to, to, to get out of OJ going? That's what I don't know. Well, number one, they were going to show us, me especially, they were going to show us that because OJ is their buddy, they're going to bring him in whether we like it or not. And number two, uh, they wanted, here's a chance to schmooze, to be big shots, just like I'm talking about, little tiny people who feel very unimportant with no uh, self-respect, and therefore they got to latch onto this murdering bastard. Right. I mean, don't you think bad publicity for, for WQAM is, is worse than, than any kind of publicity? They they don't care. They they do not care. They're not. You see now you're now you're suggesting that there's some uh, thought process involved there. They don't care. They have no concept of damage control. I mean, why would the general manager talk to somebody in the media and say some of the profit went to OJ related expenses? Oh, what kind of a crazy. comment is that? Crazy. I mean, uh, it really puts a bad light on your whole radio. Speech. Absolutely. Nobody correct. likes that guy. Right. No, I mean, everybody despises. Nobody him. with a brain, nobody with any common sense wants anything. They want him a million miles away, if not further. I don't know why he doesn't leave and go live in Europe or someone. He already tried that. They told him, uh, no way, Jose, get out of here and take your visa and green card. All right. Well, keep up the good work. Okay, thanks, pal. Okay. Well, listen, what can we do? It's embarrassing to work here. We're here for the money, just like they are. They're here for the money. I'm here for the money. At least I'm upfront about it. I'm not going to lie here and say, oh, yeah, we're here to be the great sports station. No, we're just here to hoard the money, and that's all we're doing. And, boy, that's why you hear these 85-minute breaks, because uh, they don't care. They don't give a crap. Don't you understand? Uh-huh. They don't care. This station stands for nothing. All right. The Hershey Highway and reading Martha Stewart. Rectum. He's winning my Race 
Saturday show, 6 o'clock in the morning this Saturday. And, of course, the first question Joe will ask is, hey, Jeff, are you really Also, uh, since we're proning everything on the station, Hank will be out at Calder today doing a show with Defoe and Ed Kaplan. And by the time they get on the air, the first thing we hear will probably be... Only $50. Then we got Hank with Bino at 5. Wow, that should be something. Hurricane Hotline at 6, and the Red Sox-Yankees uh, playoff game, 8 o'clock tonight. Too bad about that last night. Boy, it looked like they had him right where they wanted him. And then I hear that guy, oh, that was beautiful. That guy called the worst team this morning. Oh, how come you don't have the daytime playoff games on there in the middle of the day? I got news for you, pal. We got too many spots to squeeze in. We don't have room for any stupid playoff games. Okay, sir? You better get with the program. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Have you noticed the uh, Colorado police cannot uh, close the case? What happened to the little boy who went on a hiking trip two weeks ago? Whatever happened to him? Won't see him no more. No, I'm just saying, they, they just blew it right off. Yeah. That you show there that they're inept. Right. Do you agree? A- absolutely. Also, how, how, how could you go to a murder scene or, or even a uh, an alleged kidnapping scene and just let all these people just go rummaging through the house? Not only that, they lost this kid on a trail three three miles or eight miles, uh, you know, the three-year-old kid, and uh, he met two uh, uh, fishermen, and the fishermen are uh, talking to the kid, and they just let him go? <laughs> Something's wrong with the people in Colorado. Amen. Stay the hell out of there, man. Also, Brian Craig. Don't let Craig. your kids go to school there, yes? Brian Craig. Okay, great. Thank you. 567, another uh, light bulb listener. 5670560. Oh, Nobody knows who that is, sir, and nobody cares. Nobody under the age of 500 cares about the light bulb people. Don't you understand that, sir? No. Can't you get it? No. God. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you? Okay. Not much material. Just a question for you, Neil. Well, these people that uh, you work for, they gotta hear you on the air when you give them a good bashing, don't they? Yes. And let me ask you: Don't they feel whenever they're in your presence? Don't they feel just a little? Uh, how would you say? Embarrassed. Embarrassed for what they you you see through them and what they really are. No, no, not at all. They have no shame at all. Of course not. No shame. They've been at doing all. business. They've been doing this business long before I came in here, and I'm sure they'll be doing it this way long after I'm out of here. They don't care. 
They just, they just have to put up with it because they have no choice because this show is making them a lot of money. But they don't have care. They have, they have no scruples. They have no principle. They do it their own way, and that's just the way it's going to be. And then they run around, and they tell little stories, and they try to cover each other's tracks. Cover that's the way this place operates. It's, it's a joke. The almighty dollar is you their You got God. it, pal. That, that's not the most important thing. It's the only thing. The only thing. Now, I know you said a while back the old, if they were planning on bringing O.J. into your station and doing right. the show. You stated... If he comes in, you go out. That's correct. Now, I know you're a man of your word. Yes. You would have stepped away from your contract. Absolutely. And I respect you, Neil. Or I say thank you for being yourself. Keep up the good work, and God bless you. Okay. And i got news for you. There's the Chinaman's chance in hell they would do it because they already know just from the overwhelmingly negative vibes, just from showing up at the golf tournament. Just like, uh, you know, Pete Bolger, what a genius he is, when they tried that last year, another one of their desperate acts. Oh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna, uh, pay him to do one hour a day. Or we're gonna sell him, what was the deal? Whatever it was. Thousand dollars a day to do one hour, some crap like that. As a desperate publicity stunt. Because just like us, they're too cheap to promote anything anyway. And just in the day between, uh, the, the time the announcement was made and the next day when they retracted the offer all of a sudden to OJ, they got a torrent of uh, threats of cancellations from sponsors and negative vibes from everybody, all 20 of their listeners. I bet you even all three of her listeners <laughs> were probably threatening to, uh, turn it off. Five, six, seven. Of course, if you're listening to her, you know that you've got a crystal radio set to 940 and won't pick anything else up. <laughs> Both of them. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know if you guys touched on it this morning. Uh, I just threw a name with the OJ. Did you hear that the two Miami Spinists that uh, responded to his 911 call out there were uh, put on administrative duty? I read, I read the whole article, yes. Oh, okay. I, I tuned in later. Because they, they, because they had their pictures. Had their they pictures. had Polaroid snapshots and autographs and were there yeah. sucking around with them. And like I said before, and then later in the day, after they were uh, screwing around and giggling and uh, giddy back at the Hammocks Police Department, and then he makes fools out of them and makes liars out of them by denying that he told them all the stuff that uh, he did tell them. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's the reward they get for sucking up to him, is A, they get suspended, and B, he claims that they're full of crap and he never said those things. Exactly. And the guy a couple of callers ago, what, was um, was Patsy Ramsey in the Colorado when that little boy was missing? Probably. They should investigate that. Okay. Bye. Yeah, little kids keep seem to, seem to keep disappearing every time the Ramsey's around. I wonder, and I said to George this during the break before, and this is the damn truth. If they would have found a stash of drugs in that house, even with all their money, I bet you that they'd have had the TV crews in there. They'd have made a big bust. Oh, John Ramsey's a, a notorious international drug dealer. We found all this coke, and we found a huge stash. Because drugs are evil. Murder, that's not so bad. But drugs are real bad. It's like the American mentality that says sex is evil and bad and dirty, but violence, that's okay. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. Hey, unbelievable. It's about to come on the news again about Raul Martinez attacking that kid, the highly mayor. He, uh, he attacked that kid. It's on Channel 7. Why is it coming on again? Uh, what, are what are you talking about? First of all, it wasn't Check it out on Channel 7 News. Why? Why do I want to see that again? Because this kid has supposedly attacked the mayor, and they finally showed the videos of it. Channel 7 has it's, it's it. It's old news. He's standing there. It's but, old news. Nobody cares, okay? Get a life. Get a life, my professional Julio friend. Get a life. Nobody cares. 
I'm watching the Weather Channel right now. I'm watching Hurricane Irene. Good night, Irene. Good night, whatever that song was. I don't give a crap about Raul Martinez. You're boring. You're ponderous. You're terminal. We wish Raul Martinez would go away, too, just like maybe he could take O.J. with him. Pack a media noche in a goddamn uh, small uh, black bag and get out of here. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Sad. Here's a mobile in Naples. Hello. Hey Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. Hey, I don't get your show very much, but it sounds pretty good. I just had a couple of quick comments. First of all, OJ, over here in Collier County, we'd send his ass up to Tallahassee to old Sparky if uh, if he did anything in Florida. Hopefully this. Or certain... maybe even up to Arcadia. Yeah, well, hey, Arcadia, he wouldn't make it out alive. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted just to say that uh, it's a pretty good show. I'm sorry I can't get it too much. We're getting ready for the hurricane, but I'm glad the last caller cleared up the issue about some guy named Raul Martinez. I, I just heard that other thing, but uh, I wanted to call mostly about O.J. and uh, Okay, thank you. Okay, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. Pretty depressed, my friend. Today is my What are you 30th. depressed about? It's your what? 30th birthday. Oh. Oh, poor baby. Feeling old. Yeah. Feel sorry <laughs> for it. Thanks, Neil. I love that little jingle. Yeah, I love it. Made it. me feel better. Mm -hmm. Hey, better yet, how about get out telling uh, Mayor Martinez that OJ called him a scumbag? Maybe it'll go after him. Yeah, that might not be a problem. bad idea. Uh -huh. You think? I think uh, Raul could take care of him. <laughs> anyway. Two psychos in a pod right there. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to call and uh, wish and myself a happy, happy birthday. birthday. Okay, well, nobody, have a, nobody, nobody cares about me. Have a great life, pal. We care about you. <laughs> Bye. Not really, but if you believe it, it'll make you feel better. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Yeah, we care about him a little bit. Not a whole lot. We don't know him yet. Maybe we might. Too old for me. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. How about line uh, seven? Is that working yet? Now it sounds like it is working. The only problem is I think when you call in line four, maybe they got that fixed now. Listen to that. Does that sound like it's working or what? No. Oh, they aren't? You can hear the buzz in the background. You mean from Guiding Light, buzz? Boy, he sure got problems, that buzz. He just can't do anything right, you know? And that Ben, I mean, you know, by the way, those of you, the ten of you that do watch Guiding Light, you do know that Ben is going to get murdered very soon. And, I mean, talk about dragging something out. They've already got about 400 suspects, everybody who's promised to kill Ben, rightfully so. But I think enough is enough. I say let's kill him this week and get it over with, and then we'll worry about who done it. Esta noche burritos. I love that little dog. Tonight we eat. You can take the chicken or the beef. We'll take the cow. Drive to Taco Bell, it isn't fine. Don't want the burger and fries. Don't want a big pizza bite. There's only one thing that I want. Burrito. And a spicy chimichanga burrito. Yo quiero Taco Bell burrito. Gonna take that thing forever burrito. Yo 
more hot sauce, please. I can almost smell them cut the cheese. It takes a minute or two when you go through the drive-through. Then we can eat in the car. Burrito. The kind of meat they use, nobody knows. Yo quiero taco bello, burrito. Just a little while the fuss will start to flow. Yo quiero taco bello. Yo. Come on, three at five fifty WQAM. By the way, did you see the thing in Alabama? They had the lottery on the ballot the other day. The governor was pushing for lottery money for education. By the way, and the voters said, "No, it's immoral." God says, the Bible says that, you know, uh, easy money, uh, something for nothing, it's all against our morals. And the voters of Alabama said, no, to the lottery. You don't need schooling to get to heaven. That's right. In fact, the dumber you are, the more likely you're going to believe that bull crap. So let's keep them dumb and pregnant. Don't need your fancy book. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty. We got sixteen hundred open lines here today. All of a sudden, out of nowhere. And some of them actually work. I mean, many of them don't. Some of them do. Some of them are kind of like, uh, here's a mobile invoker. Hello. Neil, how you doing today? Line four actually worked this time. Let's hear it. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, what about line five? I don't know. Neil, I used to live in Alabama. Terrible place to live. Mm-hmm. Terrible for a Jewish man to live. Oh, my God. Oi. Neil, three years ago, two years ago, when those, or a year ago when those midday guys were on and you were coming on, I, I, did, I thought bad, but it turned out really good. I turned all my friends on you. Yeah, and here we are still two years later, and I'm still here. Here's the thing, Neil. Next Wednesday night, you're going to go to the Pompano? For what? You're going to go bet. What, what does that mean? You're going to go to the track next week. Maybe I might, maybe I won't. I think we got a hockey game next Wednesday, I believe. Well, when you get a chance, Neil, I want to be your guest in your box. You want to be my guest? With Fat Rich. No. Why not? Why, what do you mean you want to be my guest? i got some tips for you, Neil. You've got what? I'll give you some tips in the races. No. Come on. No chance. I'll bring you fish food. No. 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 Can I call somebody a douchebag? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Now you see, and you wonder why I told him forget it. Just stay the hell away, pal. Pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. What's it, what just happened here, like in the last ten minutes? And that was on line four, so it must have been a mistake because we know line four doesn't work, does it? See, why you wind up with this paranoia with this phone thing? Because this place we can't ever seem. We just can't get the people at Bell South to get our phone thing straightened out here. This morning, they're calling out to the Jewish Community Center. That's how desperate it was to see if Goyim can go play basketball because it's going to rain. That's how desperate we are. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, I want to be your guest for dinner sometime, too. Sure, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. I'll line you all hey, uh, tonight on uh, Chicago Hope, they're going to say the S word on Yeah, I read TV. that. Uh-huh. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I read uh, from, from uh, front to end, from front to rear. Isn't that revolutionary? Like, we're really making progress in America. Yeah, Not- well, it could- make a change no, I in don't about think so. 50 years. Yeah, right. There you go. Okay. Okay, thank you. But we don't give an SH. 567 0560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Line four working, huh? Sounds like it to me. Five. Sounds like it. Six. Seven. Eight. They're all working. There's nothing wrong with the phone lines. Now, now that they're all working, now all of a sudden they decided that's the end. That's it. What a bunch of lunkheads, man. What a bunch of deadheads. It's just beyond belief. Is it beyond belief? No. No, it's very believable. Here's a lady in Deerfield. Hello. 
Hey, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I'm a long-time listener um, way back in when you were with uh, Deadbeat Stan. Uh -huh. We never paid you back. But anyway. Only $50. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say um, I have breast cancer, and I get my chemo treatments. Uh -huh. And if it wasn't for you, you know, I put my headset on and just drip the crap in me. But you make it go a lot easier, and you're, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting there laughing. Everybody's looking at me. But I wanted to tell you thanks a lot, and I'll get through this damn disease. But I, I wanted to. They're going to say it on Chicago Hope, but we can't say it here on the air. She said SH. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I do believe all eight lines are working now. Now that we don't need them to be working, now I think they're all working, maybe. Just like your office phone there worked for, what, about 30 seconds every now and then intermittently? Is it working well, now? the light pattern has changed, which means uh, maybe it'll work now. Yeah, well, I, I found my way to make my uh, light pattern work real good. I just uh, disconnected it. Hey, listen, you know, things have got to take their time. Maybe we didn't pay our Bell South bill the last couple of months, and they're getting even with us. You think that could be? Uh -huh. It could be in this place. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. I just wanted to say, I'll tell you, I uh, I was reading in the uh, Internet the other day, they were talking about uh, in the National Post up in Canada, how they're supposed to be doing this lottery thing, possibly for the NHL teams coming up. Right. I'm, I'm hoping to God that goes through, because the history of, uh, of hockey really belongs in Canada. Right. And, uh, you know, the Canadians, they're losing their hockey teams, hand over fist here. Montreal uh, Canadians lost $11.8 million last year. It's It's... A combination of the exchange rate, and I, I think the fact that um, if you take a look at the, the kind of draft that they've been having, the kind of players they've been able to acquire, I mean, it's it's ruining Canadian hockey. That it's is not correct. able to compete. That is correct. In addition to which, you got a lot of small markets there, like Calgary and Edmonton, and uh, you know, and and they can't they can't compete. They can't generate the revenue. Yeah, I mean, small market American teams I could care less about. Small market Canadian teams that means something to me, though. Right. You know, hockey history. So I just want to say good luck to the Canadians. And Tabernacle, you filthy French Canadians, you better get out there and save uh, your hockey team for Christ's sake. And uh, take it easy now. And go Leafs go, okay. Nobody talked about that game last night, the Leafs 3 and the Panthers 2, just like I told you. And by the way, it's Yannick Perot, remember, okay? Not the Radic Perot, Yannick Perot. Got some of the letters right, but let's get it right. Were you fudge packing? Hello? What are you, some kind of sicko? Yes. I mean, no. I'll take it from here, ma'am. Who are you? Sir, what you just did was sick. Yeah, but... Didn't you know you could have made this call for 50% less just by dialing 1010 Pervert? I had no idea. That's right. Just because your call's obscene doesn't mean your bill has to be. Really? With 1010 Pervert, you can make harassing phone calls for as little as 10 cents a minute. Wow. Now I'm really excited. 1010 Pervert. It's the number for all your one-handed calling needs. Oh, I'm totally disgusted, too. Whoa. <laughs> Save it for the phone, my friend. Send 10 Perfect when you want to reach out and touch yourself. Ma'am, I believe this calls for you. 1214 at 560 WQAM, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Don't forget our pizza loft appearance, which was scheduled for next Tuesday. Pushed it back a week just to make sure those uh, new and better and uh, improved CDs, the ones that are going to be okay, will be uh, done, and they will. Tuesday, October 26, 6 to 8 p.m. at the world-famous Pizza Law. Here's Miami. Hello. 
Hello, Miami. Yes, sir. Hi. How are you, Neil? Okay. Uh, a couple of your callers a minute ago were talking about the Alabama lottery and how they had voted that down and there were moral reasons. No, I was talking about Oh, that. you were talking about yeah. that? Um, I don't know if too many people know this, but the, the, the TBN network, this Paul Crouch organization. Paul Crouch, yeah. They've been saying Paul Crouch. He uh, had put together some type of a, a program to try to uh, influence voters, and there's nothing wrong with persuasion and trying to get people to vote a certain way. But uh, there was a tremendous amount of effort on his part to try to influence those voters in Alabama to vote this thing down. This guy, I don't know how you feel about him, but to me, um, he's a little out of control. I don't know what we need to do about somebody like Paul Crouch. Well, but what, what do you mean what we need to do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do he, about it. He either. hides all of this business of his under the cloak of religion. He's a businessman. That's right. all he is. And he keeps putting up these low-power TV stations all over the damn world. He must have about 6,000 TV stations now all over the world under the guise of spreading the good word. Right. And all he is is a businessman. He's got a pyramid scam going. Right. Well, you know, to me, I mean, I, I, grew, up tasty in, wife. I grew up in the South, and... And I saw a lot of tent revivalists back in the old 50s and the 60s and stuff. And basically, to me, this is what they are. They're just tent revivalists who found a void in in the 70s and the 80s uh, through cable to attract a, a hell of a lot of a lot more people and bring in a lot more money. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess the only thing you can do is basically educate people and turn off the remote. I mean, when you see them on TV, just but, but, turn but them you off. You understand, you can't educate the people that give them money because the, most of them are desperate, lonely old people. Well, lonely old women uh, send the majority of the money to these robbers. Whether well, maybe that's what Jesse Ventura meant when he said that they're weak-minded people. But, well, exactly, that's right. Uh, I don't know what to do, but I mean, there there is a real... There's I nothing think, you can do. Yeah, the, but the you only don't thing think you that's can a do danger is keep, to, to society? Uh, of course it's dangerous, yeah, but there's nothing you can do because the, the media in this country are terrified of anything that has to do with religion, right. and they're terrified of somebody like Jesse Ventura who uh, you know speaks out and identifies it, calls it what it is, and uh, there's nothing you can do. You so just keep speaking out. Right, so you just need to keep, keep speaking out about it. Hopefully people will get educated and just turn it off. You don't understand. Those people are not going to get educated. If right. they were educated, they wouldn't be listening to it and sending this grave robber their money in the first place. Right, right. Well, you, see, a... you see, nobody's going to force you or anybody in Alabama to buy a lottery ticket. I don't buy them because I think it's a real bad bet, which it is. Right. But the fact is, if you want to go into a casino and gamble, if you want to buy a lottery ticket, if you want to go to the track, that's your business. Right. Nobody's going to force them to go. Well, you should have that right. It's to like do the that. thing with the art museum, the Brooklyn Art Museum. Museum up there in the New York. If people don't want to go and see it, they don't have to go and see it. Absolutely. Right. Well, I just think, you know, people like Paul Crouch, I wish there was some way we could stop people like that, but I guess it's naive to think that we can stop someone like that. It's, it's He has a right, I guess, to be on the airwaves and to do whatever he no, no, does. No, he doesn't but, have a right. He's a fraud. Right. He's operating a business under the name of religion, tax-exempt business. Well, He's but see, fraud. that's the problem. I mean, how does he get away with that? I can see a church, a little lowly church in a rural area of Kentucky getting away with a tax-exempt situation, but this guy is uh, raking in millions of dollars, yeah. I mean, literally millions of dollars. Robertson. Well, Pat Robertson, obviously. I mean, this guy is... Uh, and what about we, Jim Baker before they found they were cooking the books and selling, selling phantom condos that I didn't have, exist? My grandfather was sending, sending... You wouldn't believe the money he sent to these people. I mean, well, isn't that great? Well, you know... And why is that? Is your grand, grandfather some kind of a simpleton? Well, he's not, he's not necessarily a simpleton. I think he's just naive. He grew up in a, in a Bible belt. He's, he was conditioned from a very young age to believe these things Brain, were true. What is brainwashed? Well, brainwash is a good, you're right, brainwash is a good way of looking at it, but uh, I think... See, it's very, very simple. The people in Alabama, I, I saw this whole thing, they showed uh, several segments on it, and they're all carrying on, the ministers, and they're holding up the Absolutely, Bible. Right. Let me say it again, if you don't want to buy a lottery ticket, 
Don't buy it. Right. If you feel it's immoral, if you don't want to go into a topless club, don't right. go in there. But don't deny everybody else the uh, opportunity well, to go in there. Well, it's up to them. Well, it's like any victimless crime. I mean, if you don't want to, if you, it's if, not a crime. Uh, it's but not I'm a saying, crime. Gambling is a crime in some uh, some towns. Why? Well, it shouldn't be. If you want to gamble, gamble. If you want to go to a house of prostitution, do. You're not bothering anyone. Why not? I just feel, Paul Krause, this person is, I don't okay, know. listen, you've said it a million times, sir, and I appreciate the sentiment, and thank you so much. He ain't going away, sir. He isn't going away. He's got more money than God, if you pardon that Damn God. expression. Five, six, seven. Oh, these people must all be at Home Depot. I forgot. I forgot all about this uh, rain. Well, you know, it doesn't rain here too much down here in South Florida. <laughs> five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, it sounds very simple to me. You you do what you want to do. Do no harm. That's my religion. Don't hurt anybody. All of these people with their anti-casino gambling and their anti-the lottery and anti... Who gives a crap what they're anti? And anti-marijuana. I'm anti-murderers like John and Ramsey and O.J. Simpson. That's what I'm anti. People who do harm to other people. People who kill other people. And we can't convict most of them. We can't find most of them. We got people killing infants left and right here. It's a new epidemic in this country. People killing babies. Every day now on the news here, right here, forget about any place else, right here in South Florida, every day we got another horrendous, grotesque story. And you take a look at these people, and right away comes to my mind two words forced sterilization. I keep screaming at the TV set. How could these people be reproducing? What do you expect? People who are obviously not competent to raise and be responsible with a child. If you're going to drive a car, you got to go take a test. you got to have a driver's license. Of course, if you're in Florida, you're 90 years old. I'll renew it in the mail for 10 years. But regardless, at least in the beginning, you got to show some proficiency. If you want to you know, own a, uh, an arsenal of weapons or make babies, no problem at all. Be our guest. That's okay. And then if it don't work out, then the state will take care of them. If they're still alive. Oh, but we're, we're concerned about the manatees that washed up on shore and the baby whale. Well, why do they show those stories on the news? I mean, I'm an animal lover, but but don't we have our priorities just a little upside down? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, here's, oh, and they're trying desperately to save the life of this poor manatee that washed up on shore and the whales that beach themselves. In the meantime, kids are getting, like, uh, slaughtered left and right here. It's like, oh, uh, we don't care. They're good eating, I understand. Oh, are they? Good for school lunch. Kids or manatees? Oh, baby manatees. Here's Sunny Isles. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. It's funny. Alabama, home of the Ku Klux Klan, only place you can buy a beer and a gun in a gas station. Mm-hmm. And they're worried, and they got dog tricks. They're worried about, uh, what do you want to call it? What are they worried about? Lottery Game tickets. Money? Evil. Yeah. Evil. Hey, uh, Even it, though the money's going to go to education, see, they're feared that if the money goes to education, there might be some folks get uh, a little smarter than they are, which isn't saying much, have an IQ larger than their thumbnail. Yeah, I lived there for a year. I got deported from Buffalo to Alabama for a year. But oh. Hey, um, if, is Las Van Van, they're not, are they defected from Cuba? Or are they? No. Well, if they defected, they'd be the number one heroes in South Florida, wouldn't they? But that ain't going to happen. Right, right. One more thing. Uh, but but you're right. If they if they announced tomorrow that they were defecting, they were going to stay here. All these people that were throwing their rocks in the bottles, they would surround them and they would be uh, you know kissing their feet and like kissing LGBT, their ass. Okay, those guys. You know what? I, I I rely on a bunch of those people. I'm in sales and I rely on a bunch of Cubans to fill orders for me and mm-hmm. things like that. Man, I got my faith in the wrong hands. They're killing me. They're driving me nuts. Yeah. Last comment. I think that uh, heroes are a crutch for weak-minded people. Excellent. And Good one job, more quote. Sir. Uh, Jeff Gordon is John Henry in disguise.
Okay. I'm out of here. Okay, there you go, Joe Costello. John Henry's going to be on this Saturday morning. I thought it was going to be Jeff Gordon. Joe will be asking that very important question. Are you really as boring as you look, Jeff? Are you really one of those terminally uh, personality-less people? He really is. He's a, he's a real little twerp, Jeff Gordon. You'll hear him. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The uh, Polaroid cameras with the police officers in yeah. South Miami. Yes. A little suspicious. Uh, they've taken pictures of the biggest busty girls there in that uh, apartment complex. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Did we ever hear any more about that? No. 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 Of course not. Good point. No. All right, thanks. Thank you. No, thanks for reminding me because I should be asking that every day because that bull crap, you know, some jackass calls me like two months ago. Oh, you wait and see. There's a big internal investigation. And when this all comes out, nothing's coming out. The only thing that came out was something out of their pants from every goddamn police force all over Dade County, and the scandal would be so widespread if that hit the goddamn news, and Channel 7, they'd be hyperventilating and peeing all over each other over there. They'd have to be walking around squeezing each other's bag, there'd be so much. But it just all of a sudden vanishes. I mean, it was only like, uh, you know, 14- and 16-year-old girls, whatever the hell it was, prostitution ring, which, let me say it again, don't do as we do, do as we say. If you guys go out there and pick up a hooker, then they're going to bust your ass, you're going to go straight to jail. If you guys happen to abscond with a little bit of that pot that they just got from whoever they busted and threw their ass in jail, and you happen to be doing a little bit of it or selling some of it, you're going to go to jail, but not them. Don't do as we do. Do as we say. That's the American police effing way. And don't ever forget it. Because you live in a police state. Here's a mobile in, Hol in Hillsborough. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, you have a satellite dish, right? Two of them. Right. Do you have movie channels on yours, like Encore and Stars and yeah. stuff? The last couple of weeks, they've been running this movie on Liberace's life, but they have, like, two different versions. Like, they got one guy playing Liberace, and, and then last night I saw another version. Have you seen the movie about Liberace's life? Oh, a long, long time ago. I would never want to see that again. Who wants but to see it's her? It's funny, though. Don't you think they're funny? I think what's funny? The movie, the guy playing the guy. No, I, the I guy. think the only thing that was was funny in a very pathetic way was the fact that all these women gravitated toward him, just like they gravitate toward Richard Simmons. I don't. I also don't understand that. I know, but I can well, never figure that out. Well, on the one Liberace, they maybe they're just to, all a bunch of fag hags in the. Uh, well, they, in heat. they completely tried to downplay it on one of the versions of it, like that that he was basically just asexual and that he didn't really care about guys. And then at the very end, they said, by the way... No, no, they had it backward, not asexual. It was when he was in Canada, he used to tell everybody, hey, I'm really sexual, eh? Eh? Right. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to see if you saw that. And then, is it true that uh, hurricanes named after males have been more destructive than hurricanes named after females? Oh, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Yeah, this Hurricane Irene, it's a, it's a real pussy. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Rain, wind, don't panic, okay? Don't be running to the goddamn store, please, I beg you. Just stay calm like me. Don't let that Brian Norcross and uh, Ricky Ticky Sanchez and all these other people, these grave robbers, get you all whipped up and hyperventilating again. Please, I beg you, don't do it. Don't get nervous. Don't get jerky, okay? She fakes orgasms. I fake foreplay. We dance like pussies, but we must tell you 
Perlman, you're to off the year. 1232 at 560 WQM, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. So at any rate, disappointing failure to lead. Lead editorial in the Herald today, which I read verbatim on the air. I'm so excited I could squeeze myself 20, 30, 40 times. Do I get one call about this? No. No. This is like a turning point. This is like a monumental event. This is a major happening in the history of this community. That the worm has turned. That even the almighty Herald has finally said about our Mayor Pinga. They finally have come right out and said, He's an asshole. Pretty close. Siding with those who disrupt public expression is a cancer. It transmits the worst possible message about Greater Miami, saying that we lack both tolerance and maturity. How do you like that? Oh, God. Thank you. And you see, generally speaking, because, you know, just like the guy that called me with it yesterday, just tearing me an ass. Because I don't say, you know, he finds me very interesting, and of course he can't shut it off, but he's very upset over the fact that I tell him what a toilet this is, and I knock this place, even though I'm making a lot of money. But you know something? The fact is that I think that's the majority opinion. People don't have any feeling for this place. I heard them talking on the morning show this morning about, you know, no passion for sports. There's no passion for anything. I tell you that every single day of my life, and it's true. There's no passion. Maybe for early bird dinners and freebies, that's about it. No feeling for this. So the fact that this actually happened to you, you'd think, wow, this is like a major of people would be like falling all over themselves, squeezing each other. And instead, a deafening roar. And here, like a schmuck, again, I'm expecting something. Well, what, what's wrong with me? I just—I must be the slowest learner on the face of the earth. I must be really, really yeah. dumb, not smart like Fredo. Dumb. I must be an idiot. It's like coming in here in the morning expecting this stuff to work in here. I mean, you have to be out of your mind to think that. 
like picking up that uh, internal business phone here, expecting a dial tone. They're all going, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil, what's up? Oh, yes, sir. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of TV. I I, I, do, I do news the old-fashioned way. I kind of read it out of, out of the paper. But uh-huh. last night I was watching TV after the baseball game. And uh, did, did has anybody mentioned anything about that Raul Martinez attacking that kid on yes, the freeway? Yes, and, and why are they talking about that? Why are we seeing that? Are you talking about that again? I had why never does seen... anybody care? Uh, Neil, can you hold on? Give me one second. No, I can't. No, I don't want to talk about that. Like I just got through saying, no matter what I'm talking about here, whether it's the Alabama lottery is going to put you in hell, no matter what it is, whether O.J. and the two cops taking Polaroid pictures, kissing his ass, whether it's this editorial in the hell, no matter what it is, they got their own agenda. We don't give a flying crap about Raul Martinez. We saw it already. If they've got it now, it's like the Rodney King thing. They've got it blown up and slow-mo and freeze frame, and I still don't care. I don't want to see it again any more than I want to see those goddamn surveillance films from Littleton High School, uh, Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado. I don't want to see him again, Dan, rather. I'd rather puke my guts all over myself than see that again. As CBS sells out, becomes another goddamn tabloid newscast, making that the lead story two nights ago. They got it, we'll show it to you. Well, that's nice. Leave those poor kids alone already. Leave all of those people alone. We're not going to learn a goddamn thing by seeing that other than the fact that the media are a bunch of animals and exploiters with no conscience. Maybe that's why this place fits in so well, you know, in the media. No conscience. We're the epitome of it. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a couple things. Uh, something rang true about the uh, the media. For several days, they announced they have a story coming up on the Ramsey case of uh, decision is going to be made. Instead of saying, instead of waiting till the decision made and tell us, they have to tell us for three days. Oh yeah, they've got something that's upcoming. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, they, they, yesterday CNN was uh, anticipating something. Uh, they were going to come down with an indictment because they said, well, you know, they've been uh, talking so long and they're extending and they're sticking around so long. They must be on the verge of uh, doing something. And did they do something? No. No, nothing. Exactly. Another thing too that's uh, related. And how, to that. and how can you do something when all the evidence has been contaminated and the case is three years old now? Exactly. Exactly. The the other thing too, you you brought up about gambling in the in the lottery. If you've been to uh, Nashville, it's so comical there. If you walk downtown, and you've got all these you know, uh, adult bookstores and everything like flashing right in front of the street. Right, right. as you walk by, I'm sure there's a bar in every street corner, and a <laughs> church and a church across the street. Yeah, exactly. You can't buy a lottery ticket, and you can't even they, they even outlaw bingo. Right. So it's 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 a joke. And one last well, thing. Uh, well, maybe they got a different attitude. Sex is okay, bam, uh, gambling's evil. <laughs> maybe that's it. The last thing I, I want to mention, I'm from Cincinnati. I don't know if you ever listened to Gary Burbank at all. No. Uh, well, he he did this thing, uh, this little skit the, uh, about a year ago. Was, he kind of did a parody on Hooked on Phonics. He called it Hooked on Ebonics. And he'd, he'd get in front of the classroom and he'd say, all right, everybody with me now. All together now. Did you now. know that there are 44 sounds in the white man's language? 44. And with Hooked on Ebonics, you ain't got to use one of the mother For example, I'm down with this Hooked on Ebonics. I'm representing it ain't no but a G-Fag. Just give me hell of a boy. I'm chill like a villain. Got my nine, I'm splitting with on his thumb, so ain't you to the game. It's a 187 on the man. True, true. See, with Hooked on Ebonics, you'll be conversing with the boys in the hood in no time. 
Just call 1-800-SOUTHSIDE. That's 1-800-SOUTHSIDE. And get hooked on Ebonics. All right. Okay, 20 uh, one before uh, 1. Before 1? At 560 WQM, can that really be possible? Uh-huh. Wow. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Joe Rogers, God. Getting a head start in learning is very important for your child, no matter what language your school system recognizes. Class, repeat after me. A-E-I-O-U. And if your school system endorses black English, then getting that head start means getting hooked on Ebonics. Class, repeat after me. A-E-I-O-U. Hooked on Ebonics teaches your child the intricacies of this new language through direct comparison with regular English. Just listen. May I please have a cookie? Good. Now try it in Ebonics. Yo. Give me the damn cookie bitch. Very good, Jimmy. Hooked on Ebonics is the learn-at-home language system that will have your bright young preschooler talking like a violent gang member in just six short weeks. He'll learn the double negative. I ain't no sucker. The excess plural. Yo, 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 that toy be mine. And the proper way to pose an inquiry. Yeah, uh, let me ask you a question. Hooked on Ebonics. Order today, and by the time your child is ready for school... I ain't going to no damn school. He'll be ready to drop out. That's our guarantee. Hooked on Ebonics. Hooked on Ebonics is not endorsed by anyone in the right mind. 1243 at 560 WQM. So what is it, about three weeks, four weeks now with that the disastrous golf tournament, all that business? And in that period of time, when it, and of course, we had many, many spy reports with OJ showing up there. That wasn't bad enough. But was the worst part, all the people going and sucking up to him there. And during that four weeks, I have yet, and no matter how many times I've asked, I have yet, other than the one guy who's a, who admitted that he went and got a helmet cider, well, I'm a collector. Yeah, you're a collector, all right. <laughs> I've yet to find one person willing to take a crack at that. Because it's embarrassing, isn't it? That because somebody is famous, therefore you suck up to them and follow them around and sidle up to them. I, I don't understand. What is it all about? Especially if they're notorious and probably a goddamn murderer and a scumbag. See, most people don't want to admit that they feel very, very tiny and very meaningless. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Hialeah. Hello, Neil. Uh, have you ever heard of the saying that great minds discuss ideas and small minds discuss people? Yeah. Okay. Chronic. Go find a hobby. Okay. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, I talked to George, I think, last Friday, maybe, when you weren't there. Uh, I happened to play in that golf tournament uh, that O.J. was here at a couple weeks ago. Yes. And I was in Atlanta over the weekend, uh, and I don't know if it was A.T. or one of the wire services picked up the story, and I heard some, they said something about somebody at your station eventually got suspended. But the right. question I was going to ask you, and then another comment, first of all, at that tournament, for everybody that says they're, you know, O.J. haters and then he's a, you know, this and he's that, you would have never known it if you'd have seen everybody shaking his hand and wanting to get a picture with him. And well, that's what I'm asking. What is that all about? I, I don't know. I mean, it's – personally, I don't have an opinion one way or another, but, I mean, I listen. Everybody that you talk to, they've got something negative to say about O.J., but when you've seen all these businessmen that take good money to be there – Standing there waiting in line just to say hi, it was it was kind of funny. That that no, you, you thought it was funny, sickening, sickening, yeah. I mean, nauseating, puke inducing. But also in this story that I seen in the or heard on the radio or TV up there, 
something about they raised $25,000, but $23,000 no, 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 Sir, let me say it again. See, I have to keep doing damage control here because this place is out of control. They didn't raise 25000 The person who got suspended made that up. He went on television standing next to OJ, showing his smiling face, and made up a number. Oh, yeah, we raised twenty-five grand at the tournament, and we raised all that money for Center One, and then come to find out only two grand went to Center One. We didn't raise any twenty-five grand. They raised maybe, I don't know what the number was, but it was very small. Um, okay, well, anyway. And, and it, I mean, just figure it out. Where would the twenty-five grand have come from? There just weren't that many people playing, and the uh, it didn't cost that much to play. No, I think I think it was a buck and a half a person to right. play. So, right. so I think they raised maybe five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks per foursome. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they sold sponsorships or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that was the story that I heard on, when I was up in Atlanta. Well, see, anyway, this anyway, that, this is what happens when you have people with loose lips, and uh, the ship sinks. That's that's the way it works. Well, keep up the good work, Neil. Maybe okay. eventually you'll prevail. Thanks. Damage control, man. Damage control. It never ends. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I think it's going to be Music Thursday if you ask me. It looks like it to me. There you go. I think we have no choice. Every now and then you'll be rolling along. I mean, we've gone for what weeks and weeks and weeks, and generally speaking, even the last two Mondays. Rolling along, all of a sudden these lines are ringing. People have got almost something to say. And now when you least expect it, you hit a brick wall. Not one person, and even this guy, he was out there. after He witnessed it. He saw it. He saw all these suck holes shaking his hand and sucking up to him, all these jackasses, especially the sports types. Oh, he was a great athlete, you know. He was a great running back. Who gives a crap? He's a freaking murderer. Oh, yeah, but he was a great. He had the Heisman, you know. Of course, he had to sell it. I cannot deal. I cannot cope with that mentality. I can't relate to it. I can't understand it. I'm mortified. I'm nauseated by it. Here's Hialeah. Hello. How can you say that this is a police state regarding marijuana and then make a statement like they should have forced sterilization? Isn't that policing somebody's private parts? No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You're policing somebody. In fact, your mama. That's that's who should have been sterilized. Chronic. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wire. Maybe go out and smoke a little number, okay, pal? I'll lighten you up a little bit. Come down on down here. We got some good Jamaican buddies in this uh, neck of the woods. It can turn down to some good stuff. Yeah. Like I said. Here's a pig report in uh, West Palm. Hello. Hey, Neil. I just got to tell you what's happening to me right now. There's a big, huge wreck or something, and I'm coming across the North Lake Boulevard. Yeah. Thank you very much. A half hour it takes me to go from the ramp, you know, the end of the ramp to the top of the overpass. Where is this again? A half what, hour. What street? North Lake in 995. Up okay. In West Palm Beach. Right. I get to the end of the ramp. There's nobody moving, you know, six lanes of traffic, dead stop, blah, blah, blah. So that's where. Yeah, don't say um, it. Yeah. We've got to go, you know, so I turn around and go down the off ramp or the on ramp to go back because there's nobody coming up it because they got it blocked off. So I got a cop now writing me a ticket for going backwards down a, driving one way down the thing. And I said, sir, I've been sitting there for a half hour. I look up, now there's 15 cars behind me. They see me getting a ticket. They're all turning around, hauling ass. And I'm like, well, aren't you going to write them a ticket? He says, well, I can only write up one person at a time. Yeah. Is this not ridiculous or what? Yeah. down here, it's pouring rain. You've been a half hour stuck in. I go 100 yards in a half hour. Yeah. And now they're going to give me a ticket all by myself. And there's, you know, all these other people driving up here. Freaking cops. Amazing. Amen. Okay, good luck, pal. Okay, man. Don't do it again. 
Here's a uh, very bizarre fax from KP of two bubbas. I, lo I love these faxes, especially the ones from people that try to change their name, you know, like Tracy Foster. Neil, the reason normal and sane people don't care about the Herald's editorial section regarding Mayor Penis and his Los Van Van decision is that 99.9% .9 of the Herald's readers read sports, business, and front page sections first, and the local section last or not at all. If you want to read the local section, turn on TV stations 4, 6, 10, especially a uh, channel, if it bleeds, it leads 7. Besides, name another major metropolitan area newspaper rag that had the editorial section, which is supposed to be an intelligent commentary on world, national, and local events, buried in the back of the paper's second section, and buried one page after the death's obituaries page. P.S. What is a Los Van Van? Bam Bam and Pebbles. That's not the point. It isn't a question of whether they read it or not. In fact, if they didn't read it, I did a great service. The fact is that it's a revolutionary moment. A moment of almost clarity in an otherwise sea of mung here in this town. And they don't give a crap because they don't care about this town. Here's a mobile in Aventura. Hello. Yeah, you talking to me? Yes, sir. It sounds like you. Okay, him. great. You know, I'm from Minnesota originally. And uh, despite the fact uh, I speak Spanish, I speak it fluently, I read it, write it. And I don't know if anybody mentioned in the Herald the other day, they had a, in the, in the uh, English-speaking part of the Herald, they had an article where the president of uh, Venezuela was visiting China, and he said, since I'm a military man, he says, I, I feel an empathy to uh, the people's army that started in China. But in the Herald, Nuevo Herald, in the Spanish section, screaming across the front page, they say the president of Venezuela says he's a Maoist. Yeah, communista, communista, right? That's, uh -huh. that's it. Second part, I don't know if anybody mentioned when the Van Vans were going to play that Publix supermarket, did they mention that they had big articles on the inside of the first section saying the Publix supermarket no longer, no longer will be selling tickets for Ticketmaster, including the Van Vans. We will not be selling tickets for them either. Well, what does that mean? I don't. I'm, I'm, well, it means one, they wanted to appease the, the 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 Cuban community by saying they're not selling. How do you any how do you know that? Anymore. How do you know that? Because if they're they not selling tickets for any... outlined and mentioned uh, the Van Vans. Sir, if they're not selling tickets for any of the uh, Ticketmaster as an outlet, but the 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 outlet and they made the decision. Okay, have a great day. Yeah, they're going to do that. They're going to spite themselves. They're going to shut down all their Ticketmaster outlets and stop selling tickets for all the other concerts, Backstreet Boys, who everybody else in the world, because of Los Van Van. Does that make any sense to you? No. no. Oh, my God. Congratulations, Jesse. This guy was from Minnesota. Five say, don't come down here and start ripping Publix, okay? We love Publix. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. You're absolutely right, Neil. The front-running phonies in this town, the collectors and the supposed sports freaks, are following all the wrong examples. Instead of following your example of helping people over the years, Camilla's House and Eight Center One, they go out and they want to get their little autographs and their picture taken with the uh, supposed murderers. So, you know something I really people. mean is those people make me want to vomit. I'm just I'm just nauseous from that. You can why, pick why them out, you, huh? You can pick them out. They ride around with flags on their cars for crying out loud up and down the street when the team wins. When the team yeah. loses, they hide. Right. 
It's absolutely ridiculous. Front running phony is absolutely correct. And you've said it for years and years and years. You know, I rode by the uh, the Macarena last night. You could have played roller hockey in the parking lot. Right. It was unbelievable. Well, listen, now, OJ. What do you mean by that? They were playing in Toronto. Something. There was just unbelievable. Yeah. Typical night. I'm not a hockey guy. <laughs> hey, OJ, listen. They were playing in Toronto. The next time I see OJ out there drinking his cold 45 on the corner, I'm going to be squeezing the trigger on mine. Okay. See ya. See ya. Yeah, what's wrong with you people? How come that parking lot was empty at the Macarena last night? You phony sports fans, you don't support your Panthers at all. So what if the game was at the Air Canada Center in Toronto? Don't you think this guy had a good point? No. Come on. Didn't he have a good point? No. Yes, he did. You front-running phony bastards. Parking lot empty. Panther game last night. Panthers in Toronto. Pretty good game. Leafs win 3-2, to two, by the way. And you people, were you there last night at the Mac Arena? No. No. God damn it. Tony, there were no hockey fans in this town. He drove by there and he took a look and he said, you know something, Neil is right. There are no hockey fans here. There isn't a goddamn car parked out here. Nobody. Empty. Zippity-doo-dah. And they're playing right now. Right in the middle of the game, there was nobody there. Even the players' cars weren't there. What does that tell you? That's it. That's what I've been doing 23 years here. Listen to the bull crap. That's all I hear. Bull crap. Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty. I think I'm losing my mind today. I really do. I, it's a miracle I've kept any uh, semblance of it this long. I mean, it's one thing to make your point, and I don't disagree with you, sir. I mean, obviously these people are deader than doornails. They're like the Walking Dead. But to condemn people for not going to a sporting event that was held 1,200 miles away in another country last night, I think might be a little bit unfair. Just going over the edge, just a little teeny tiny bit. Uh-huh. 1256 at QAM. This is 560 QAM. Oh, boy. It's the one to two hour. She can get on her knees and do what you like. She can do you in high heels with six-inch high spikes. All right. You'd like her to reveal what she has underneath. Spank her butt like a child, cause she's always a cold girl to me. Welcome. Under covers with style, she's a cute Mona Lisa. She'll take your personal check, MasterCard, or your Visa. She'll call up your wife if you can't pay her fee. She'll blackmail you blind, but she's always a call girl to me. Oh, long as you got the cash, she will mate if you want. You'll be first in her
but she's watching the time. She can kill politicians with candid affection. Yes. As they say in Chinese, you might move an erection. While your son pays in tabloids, she's on her shopping spree. Label her first class hooker, but that sounds like a call girl to me. The great hum job there at the end. It's 103 at 560 WQM. So anyway, somebody faxes me. This, I would always like when they tell me where it's from, you know, when they fax stuff. But nevertheless, it's uh, the news, whatever, uh, somewhere in Alabama, some newspaper called the news, like the uh, Mobile Daily News or whatever. And it's I'm not going to read only a couple of short paragraphs, but it's an article saying no to the lottery, not enough, written by James L. Evans, pastor of Cross Creek, Cross Creek Baptist Church in Pelham, Alabama. He must be watching too much Guiding Light, naming it Cross Creek. Hope Reva don't show up at that church. And also serves as director of the Interfaith Alliance of Alabama. He wrote this for the news. On October 12th, he writes, thousands of Christians from across the state will vote no. on the lottery referendum, and they did. They will do this because they're convinced a state-supported lottery is gambling, and they believe gambling is a sin. This is where, and he goes on, 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 Jesus did this, and this one did that. He said, this is where the Christian community is onto something. Both the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament reveal dramatically that the poor receive special attention from God. The weak and powerless are not to be victimized by the rich and the powerful. There is a persistent call for justice throughout the Bible. A state-supported lottery is inherently unjust toward the poor. And at the end, he says, gambling is a means for public funding. For funding public projects can only thrive in a society that is willing to sacrifice its poor. As people of faith, as people who believe that moral truth is revealed in Scripture, we cannot stand idly by and allow powerful forces to victimize the weakest and most vulnerable in our midst. We must say no to any political agreement, whether it's gambling or regressive a tax structure, that profits by some impoverishing others. How do you like that logic? They got dog tracks up there, don't they? Uh-huh. Yeah, they got gambling. But the lottery is going to impoverish the poor folks who just don't know any better even though the money was specifically earmarked for education, and they had promised to do a much better job of doing it there to make sure the money went there, unlike here in Florida, where God only knows where it's going. You see, what these so-called Christians don't understand, and, and, and their agenda, they don't want to understand this, because they, they don't care about what I think or anybody else thinks. They want to run the country. They want to make it a Christian country. Total intolerance for any other view. So what they want to do is have the country become what they want it to be. Whatever they think you can do, read, see, listen to, watch, touch, that's what you can do. Not just good enough for them. This is how intolerant they are. Not just good enough for them and those stupid enough to believe they're bullcrap, but all the rest of us are supposed to do the same. Even though we have nothing to do with them, even though we may not interact with them, we're not going to harm them, we're not going to live next to them, buy them a turkey sandwich, do anything with them. That's still not good enough. Because they're intolerant assholes who want to impose their view of what they term morality onto everybody else, onto an entire society. They want to take away your choices and your freedoms. Whether it's a woman's right to choose on abortion, no matter what it is, you pick the issue, they want to take those freedoms away. Because they're going to make you live the Christian way, whether you like it or not. They're going to drag you kicking and screaming into Christianity, whether you want to join or not. Which, of course, Christianity is famous for doing that all throughout the ages. 
You don't want to join? Bada bing. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, um, I keep I keep hearing you talk about OJ, and I, I was wondering if he was a white guy that killed two people. Well, you suspect. Did you hear me talk about John and Patty would Ramsey you, would, today? Would you Would you keep talking about Did you hear me talking about, about the Ramseys today, sir? Would you keep Are they white? About him? I don't Are they think white? You keep talking about Are they white? I don't think you. Would yeah, you're a jackass. You're a professional spook, is what you are, sir. I have no respect for people like you because you don't want to have a conversation. Maybe you're too stupid to understand the words, sir. Right there, I talked about it at length. John and Patsy Ramsey, they murdering white people. White, white as the fallen snow, rich white people. And did I not say that when you're rich, whether you're rich in black like O.J. or rich in white like the Ramsey, you can get away with murder and it looks like they both did? Didn't I say that today? Uh -huh. Yes, I did. But you don't want to listen to that because you've got a professional dark chip on your shoulder. In addition to which, there were no white murderers that were brought in here that I know of that were foisted on our golf tournament, foisted into this community, and foisted on this radio station, causing us great shame and embarrassment and humiliation, sir. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Pembroke Pines, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. I just want to call in in reference to that uh, goon that called in earlier about Publix and uh, tickets. Yeah, the uh, the uh, how dare him guy, call yeah. your beautiful show and put down Publix? Mm -hmm. We've uh, I'm an employee of Publix and we've done away with. He's got with... some goddamn nerve, that jackass. Can you believe? He's it? a carpetbagger from Minnesota. Of all like the I things... said, Jesse Ventura probably shipped him out. Right. Of all the things to talk about, he's got to call and put down Ticketmaster in public. Right. They've been out for a while, long before Lowe's Bonbon yeah, he, he or tried, whoever. He tried to suggest that the Publix was pandering to Cubans because, uh, you know, they cut out Ticketmaster. One had nothing to do with the other. Exactly. And they were out way before this band even thought about coming But like here. I said, talk is cheap, just like the guy who tells us he's very embarrassed that there were no fans at the arena last night for the Panther game, even though, of course, anybody with a brain knows the game was played in Toronto. It was? Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, Neil, that's Not all I wanted to say. And have a great day. You too. And God bless Publix. You got it. All right. Bye. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo 4 and 5. Uh, how are you? Uh, John Rambo's still alive. I want to make movies 4 and 5. My life ain't going great. Planet Hollywood's broke. Unfortunately, I speak like I had a stroke. First blood came in 82, that's when I hurt my penis and it never ever grew. Rambo 2 was in 85 late, uh, Rambo 3 was in 88. Shooting, and moving, and shooting, my gun. I did not make this movie with my son. Uh, his name is Sage, he was in Rocky 5 in Daylight, the tunnel movie. A little bit of cash is what I need, I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie, or a Broadway show like Denahi. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. It was stupid. I guess I understand. My whole life is about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I need to make Rambo for him. Bye. <laughs> 
take it out. So call me up. I really need a script. I can do dialogue or keep it zipped. I like comedy, action, adventure, and drama. The only thing I will not do is have sex with a llama. So give me a break, for goodness sake. I used to be on Oprah. Now I can't get on Ricky Lake. Right now I got a one-man show in Poughkeepsie. Basically, I'm an unemployed gypsy. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie or a Broadway show like Better Heat. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. <laughs> it was stupid, so I understand. My whole life's about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I need to make Rambo boring. Oh, Absolutely. 115 at 560 WQM. So for that dark-complected, very angry caller before who refused to have a conversation and wouldn't listen, you know, uh, the, the real question is would I, not would I be talking about O.J. if he weren't black. The question is would you be talking about O.J. if he were white? Would you be calling in here having a nervous breakdown because I'm talking about O.J.? You couldn't give a crap less if O.J. was white. See, I happen to be an equal opportunity basher. If it's a murderer who's white, like John Ramsey and his wife, I'll bash the hell out of them. If it's O.J. who's black, I don't give a crap. Because when somebody kills you, it doesn't make any difference what the color of their skin was. I know that comes as a great shock to you, but uh, yeah. that's the way it works. I have never had one black person in all the time, that I, all the years now, it's five years with the O.J. business, never had one person call and say, oh, gee, you're saying terrible things about Ted Bundy or David Berkowitz or Charles Manson or uh, any of these people, Jeffrey Dahmer or the Ramseys. Never. Not once. In fact, I never had any white people call and say that. So who's the racist, sir? Who's the one with a big, fat, dark chip on his shoulder? Looking to make excuses for a miserable scum, but murdering scumbag. Don't leave out the adjective. Here's Lauderhill. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I was just—I uh, didn't realize that while you're on hold, you can hear you, and I'm sitting at work cracking up, laughing at you, and people are looking at me. Anyway, I was watching television the other night last week. I just was wondering if you saw it. You know, they were talking—they were interviewing that guy down in that kid down in Miami. They call him mayor. Uh, he was going in to vote on something. And the, the reporter asked him his opinion on it. And what he wanted to say was, well, I can't answer that question. I'd be tipping my hand. And he said, well, I can't answer that question. I'd be tipping my hat. Yeah, and I cracked, up, I cracked up laughing and said, oh, I wonder if he saw that. Yeah, but you're forgetting he went to U of M. <laughs> That's all I got. The, the, keep that in mind. He went to U of M. That was funny. Okay. He's a hurricane. And you know what they say at U of M. Yeah. 5670560, pound 560. And I mean, that, that to me, even just learning that from this editorial in the first sentence. Surely, County Mayor Alex Penis, a University of Miami Law School graduate, knows that he's outside the bounds in asking the U.S. State Department to deny visas for encore performance of those Bam Bam and Pebbles. How do you like that? Right in the first sentence. And then later on, they say, because I want to say it again and again, siding with those who disrupt public expression is a cancer. That from the Herald today. We've made a major, goddamn, unexpected, unbelievable breakthrough, and you people are like, yeah. like that, with your goddamn goulashes on and your umbrellas, worried about a, you know, a few feet of rain. I thought that most people, that was their goal in life, to get wet. What's wrong with a little bit of, of Wayne? Maybe that's why nobody wanted to go to the arena last night. You know, too much Wayne is a bad thing. 
I mean, that was one of the great calls of all time. I mean, the guy was on a roll. He's going on to people here, soccer, this, and then he's, he's bitching them out that they're so indifferent. There was there were no cars there at the arena last night for the Panther game. The Panther game was in Toronto, you asshole. Another hockey fan, another expert. Well, I would have thought they'd have hung out in the parking lot just to get, soak up the atmosphere so the Panthers would know up there that they had that support. Isn't that the way it works? Yeah. We love you, Pat. That's what we should be doing every time the Panthers play out of town. We'll all drive into the parking lot there, and we'll roll down the window and go, We love you, Panthers. Da, 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 da. Huh? Are we going to do that? No. Oh. What's wrong with you? Here's Miami. Hello? Uh-huh. Five, six, seven. He will never, ever again in a million years be on the air. Terminal boring. That's a number that we want badly, by the way. Oh, is that a mobile phone? Oh. Oh, it's always on a mobile just to make sure. Well, it won't be on the air again. Jackass. Just pathetic. No material. No life. Part of that little uh, grab-ass uh, clan. Here's Miami. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Um, I'm a young African-American. I'm calling about OJ. Who? About OJ. Oh, yeah. And basically, this is what I, I want to get my opinion on. Oh, man. I, um, first of all, I'm not an OJ fan, and yeah. I really don't like. I don't like the fact that he turned his back on African American people. I felt for the majority of his life, up until he became got in trouble mm -hmm. and was got into the murder trial, right. and all of a sudden he was. And once he once he got out, now he's back with his white friends again. Okay, but this is what I will say: because he's someone that I can relate to, as far as that looks similar to what I look like. I was happy to see him use the system to his advantage the same way other people had in the past of different races. And because he had money and because he was had um good attorneys, he was because able to he get looks off. because he looks like you? Yeah. So in other words, if there's somebody who's a murderer and a scumbag and a drug addict and a white beater, but they happen to look like you, then you're glad to see him get off? I'm all I'm saying, Neil, is No, I asked you a question. You know that he's he, all of those things. Just because he looks like just because he looks like me, that I'm glad he got off. No, that that's not. Well, that's the what you thing. just said. What I'm saying, Neil, is in the past, other races of people have used the system to their advantage when they were guilty of crimes. And I'm just glad to see oh, that so, a black so, person so, was able so to I, do in that other as words, well. See, this is that dumb business again. In other words, because white folks have got off before because they had a lot of money, now we can get one of our people off. Don't you want to see people who are murderers uh, pay for it? Yes, I do. But is that but, is that realistic? Is that it's okay, thank you. It's unrealistic, thank you. You know something? I, I'm 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 going to start bringing in a puke bag to work. Every time I get on the airline, I'm going to because I never you know never had a chance to use one. Hope I never do. One of those puke bags they put in the seat in front of me. I'm going to start taking them, put them in my uh, suitcase, stock up on puke bags. I'm going to tell you there are so many of you people out there. That's why this show is so great. Because it gives the opportunity to the listeners, the ones who are passive sitting back and listening to this, to understand really what this uh, world is all about and what this country is all about. Your thinking is so unacceptable. Don't you understand that? You, because he looks like you. Even though he was an Uncle Tom, even though he wanted nothing to do with black folks, even though he lived in Brentwood with his white wife, and even though once he used black people to play the race card with his buddy Johnny Cochrane and those Jew lawyers of his, and that old drunk, what's his name, <laughs> Lee Bailey, once he was through with that, 
he's right back to the white chicks again. And by the way, is Pedro Guerrero black? No. I don't think so. I would ask you, Sam Black, but I better not. I don't want to insult our black friends. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I'd be pissed, too, if all it took was a little coke for Pedro Guerrero to steal my girlfriend away from me. Mm-hmm. But listen, no, I guess... Now, he's balls out there. <laughs> you might as well just been honest. Listen, something outrageous i got to tell you about. I go to get heat season tickets a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, right? I go up to their office in the sky... Oh, you're the one. ...to go look at what seats were available. Yeah. They only had a few seats... Listen to this scam. They only had a few seats available that were really good between the net. The only way you can get lower bowl seats in between the net is if you contribute a certain amount of money towards a deposit for WNBA tickets. Now, they know that the people that paid... Those people weren't going to use the WNBA tickets, and they even said, we'll donate it to a charity for you. Right. That's the scam that they used to oh, yeah, say because that they, they sold 5,000 tickets. They, they, they're never going to sell 5,000. They never didn't sell 5,000. All they had were people putting down deposits to get good heat seats, and they're going to donate it to charity, and they're not going to have anybody at those games. Right. So that's the scam to get decent heat seats. you got to pay them a $5,000 premium for WNBA seats that nobody wants. The word is no. desperate. Yeah, well, I did it anyway. <laughs> okay. You'll have a lot of elbow room. Good luck. Boy. Five six seven oh five sixty. Here, here's my bank book, here's my checkbook, here's my bank account, here's all my investment accounts. Here, just just take it. Here you go. Just take it. How come I can't find a few people like that? And of course now that that the Arison estate, you know, is gonna get raped at uh, five point five billion they had over there in Israel and daddy died too soon. Oh! They're gonna to have to pay like maybe up to fifty five percent in uh in estate taxes. You better go out and buy your heat tickets because Mickey times are gonna to be tough. You only got a few billion left. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I wanna know the rugby um school. Let's go to a lady in where is she? She's in Margate. Hello. Neil? Yes, ma'am. Yes, um being down here in Florida for only four years, I'm still not used to it seems like I'm in a foreign country, okay? Uh-huh. But you know what I really don't like about these foreign people, whether they're boat people or whatever, they come here to this country, and, you know, they their only concern is for back home, and they vote accordingly. So they don't give a damn what happens, what's happening in this country. Yeah. So, and? Well, that's why we have mayors that are Carroyo and so forth. Well, so what's stopping everybody else? What's holding everybody else back? Well, I care. I notice when they want to impose that extra penny sales tax for this pie-in-the-sky transportation bullcrap, I noticed that a lot of other people got out, including Anglos and black people and all kinds of people came out and voted no. Well, you're right about that. But, you know, why don't they just show a little gratefulness? Because they don't have it. And stop complaining. They don't have it. All they do is complain about it. They don't have it. Okay. I, I Yeah, I understand. You're not going to get a toothpick. You're, you're, you remind me of the guy that called Earl. I mean, I know your intentions are good, but you remind me of the guy that called before about Paul Crotch and Paul, Jan and Paul Crotch on Trinity Broadcasting and their phony religious network. And what are we going to do about it? There's nothing we're going to do about it. Well, I try. I talk to the politicians. You're actually harder to get than the White House. Right. I call the White House, and their number is easier to get than your. I try. I talk to the politicians, call their offices, and write. Right. But more can, no, slip, maybe slip a few bucks in the envelope, too. It can't hurt. <laughs> Have a great day, sweetheart. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She's trying. She means well. Thank God we've got a few people here who mean well. And God damn it, let's all meet at the Macarena. There's no game going on right now, but let's meet there anyway.
We love those Panthers. We really mean it. We, we, we mean it. We mean it. Do we really mean it? No. Oh, yes, we do. We mean it. We feel it. We got the passion, baby. We feel it. Oh, God. That don't sound good, does it? Huh? It doesn't? How about? Yeah, that's better. Kill Nicole. If you get someone over here now to 325 Gretna Green, he's back. Please. What is he doing? Is he threatening you? That was nuts. Are you mad, woman? Or is he just harassing you? You're going to hear him in a minute. He's about to come to me. No! Just stay on the line so we can know what's going on so the police get there, okay? Oh, dear God, no! Just have a cow, Dad. In case he comes in, I need to hear what's going on, all right? Can you hear him outside? Is he yelling? Yes. Okay. Is he, has he been drinking? It's not whether you win or lose. It's how drunk you get. <laughs> 131 at 560 WQM. Tomorrow we're going to be talking to uh, gay people pissed off about the mistreatment of Jeffrey Dahmer. 5670560, huh? And then we're going to be talking about the mistreatment of Ted Bundy, white people, on Monday. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hi, Neil. I want to jump back in the conversation about uh, the guy who showed up, who was uh, complaining that no, none of the fans were at the arena last yes, night. Yes, sir. It was pretty empty in that parking lot, God damn it. Well, you know, if he's such a damn fan, why the hell wasn't he there? Right, good point. Well, he was, he drove over there, and he probably with the best of intentions, but he didn't want to be uh, the odd man out, so to speak, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, but if he's so adamant about supporting soccer, you know, and, he's, and, and if he professes soccer. to be a true fan, I mean, soccer, right, I'm sorry, hockey, professes <laughs> to be a true, <laughs> if he professes, you can tell I'm a big fan. Right. If he professes to be a true fan, then why wasn't he sitting there? How come there? he wasn't standing at the ticket office trying to buy his ticket? That's right. Maybe he was. You know, those people are bigoted. Okay, sir. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, you know, I, I want to make a movement here. I think, the, I think a lot of us South Floridans should get ready to move down to Cuba real soon because we'll have less Cubans there than here. Okay, we'll pack your sandwich. Good luck to you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. No, he won't have less Cubans there than here, but he will have less aggressive Cuban there than oh. here. Well, that's you know, they've been well trained. Neil, I've been listening to you since you were in WCKT uh, 27 years ago. And one, What's that? Uh, the big cat. Uh, oh, KAT. KAT. Right. Well, what do you want? Let it here or there. Doesn't yeah, who cares? Listen, and this call, uh, a few calls back, uh, this man, they say that he was happy that uh, OJ beat the system. Because mm -hmm. he looks like him. It's one of the greatest calls ever to show the kind of people that live in this community. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Well, now, it's not just in this community. I mean, there are a lot of black people all across. You remember after the verdict, they were, they were doing the uh, black power thing, and they were uh, juking and jiving and high-fiving and all that crap. Right. Because uh, we beat the system. You know, it's our turn now to uh, get well, a murderer the, the verdict, the verdict was the way it was because part of the jury Unfortunately, most of it was black. And yes. believe me, I'm, I'm quite liberal, so I really have n absolutely nothing against any ethnic group in, yeah. in, in, in the world. Uh, Radio Mambir report. Radio yes, Mambir. Radio Mambir. Radio, I love yes, the way I say that. In a program at 9 o'clock called En Caliente, I mean very hot, mm -hmm. in which the three people that participated, one is 74, the other one is 76, and the elder statement is 81. Mm -hmm. 
the uh, the star of the show, the second star of the show, Agustin Tamargo, that's his name, said that he would wish that somebody had blown up the arena with the people inside. Incredible. Isn't that nice? It's reporter in the Herald today. And, and, like, and like I've said before, if we go on here and say something like that, uh, some incendiary comment like that, exactly well, the that. FCC is going to come down on our ass in two seconds. Well, I have contacted the FCC for years, and they talk, no. Oh, and you know what the answer anything? is? The answer is... We we don't have personnel that speak Spanish, and we only really care about frequency oh, yeah. interference. In other words, not one station, not to get. Oh yeah, the well if that's the case, how come they care so much if I say crap on his station when the American Family Association or some other jackball writes, uh, you know, a complaint to the FCC? How come they try to find us for that? Well, because they would say that you speak uh, that you speak English and they speak English. Oh, and that's the and real reason. Today, and today, the director of the station officially said that if the van band return in December, they will not mm, obey the police orders. Which, by the way, they change for the uh, event on Saturday. The, the Miami police is a professional force, and they had a plan to keep the demonstrators at a reasonable distance from the entrance to the arena. Right. And the politicians and the civic leaders of this mm -hmm. unfortunate community forced them to change it. I was there, and we had a walk through a, through, through a narrow path in which on both sides there were these people insulting us, in which every... every the language, you, I mean, you, you can repeat it. Right. Uh, throwing yeah, us yeah. things, insulting us in and out of the place. And now, even that is not going to be enough. Officially announced that they are not going to respect the police barriers. Yeah, well, guess what? Now that the uh, Herald has turned on uh, Mayor Pinga and they've all of a sudden gone after him today, it'll be real interesting to see what that little weasel does and what tune he's singing tomorrow. Correction, Mayor Pinguita. Oh, correct. Absolutely correct. Okay, my friend. Hasta que me olvides. Hasta over. Arrivederci. And out. 5670560, oh, pound 560. See, we got these subversive goddamn lunatics on Spanish language radio in this town with their 90 year old listeners uh, doing all kinds of unacceptable, illegal, and grotesque things, irresponsible. And the FCC says, oh, no habla espanol aquí. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. And that's one of the main reasons that the crap goes on in this town year after year and year. It just never stops. And, that, and that's the only reason that those old farts are listening, because they whisper in their ear, they shout in their ear exactly like a parrot, you know, the same crap over and over again that they want to hear. Margate, hello. Margate. Oh, Margate, how you doing, Neil? All right. Hey, I've been listening to your show for about two weeks now. And I must agree with you that you are equal opportunity bash. That's I right. I bash about, everybody. Right. I agree with you about everything you said about OJ. I don't have a problem with that. If it was up to me, we'd bash him from the race. But my question to you is this. Who has the most money to deal with the case, OJ or the state of California? Who has the most money to deal with it? But it's not it's not just a question of uh, who had the most money, it's a question of the, the skilled attorneys that he was able to hire as opposed to these schmucks that they put in there, Marsha Clark and Chris Darden, who couldn't uh, you know convict a guy if they caught him right handed in the act. That, that was my question, Neil. Didn't California have enough money to get together their own dream team? Well they didn't do it. That's what I'm saying. So the fault. And, and, and in the addition to which, there's no. It just doesn't exist in the prosecutor's offices. You're not going to find those. The, the, the people that work there make a fraction of what the uh, Bob Shapiro's and Johnny Cochran's make. They're not multimillionaires. 
Right. I Until after the case was over, and then they all went on television and wrote books. But isn't it true that some of the people that were into the prosecution had no experience in a case? They were they were pathetic at best, and the worst, of course, uh, was Marsha Clark in letting him put those black women on a jury. They right. hated they hated her like poison. They were calling her every name in the book, and she thought that they were going to be sympathetic to Nicole. But if they wanted to get O.J. what couldn't they put together an all-star team to take him out? I mean, that was my question. Inept. Inept. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you now. Same reason, hey, I'm a, same reason I'm a, that John and Patsy Ramsey are walking around free today. Yeah, I think they'll never get down. But, John, to let you know, you have some, some devout black listeners on, on your side. Too. All right. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. It's nice listening to you, man. I'll be listening to you in the future. And I'll be seeing you. Okay. Bye. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. Yeah, why didn't we have the Dream Prosecution Team? Because they don't come up with those kind of. They don't pay those kind of people that money. That's why. They have schleppers like Marsha Clark and that freaking Chris Darden. Oh yeah, he was he was a real winner. Even had a bad haircut. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, well that's obvious. Hurricane fucking blow. Hello, this is Bob Dole. You know, a few years ago, I had prostate surgery. Initially, I was worried simply about recovering. Then I began to worry about the post-operative side effects, like erectile dysfunction, ED, sometimes known as impotence, also referred to as whiskey wiener, leg of limp, soft serve, down periscope, wobbly willy, flaccid flagpole, heading south, spaghetti syndrome, limp biscuit, you know, ding dong, the witch is dead. But there is help. You need to see a doctor with a little courage and proper treatment. He can help you achieve an erection, sometimes known as a boner. Often referred to as a stiffy, hard time, pocket rocket, granite gumdrop, concrete crawler, roller quarters, a chubby, pitching a tent or being harder than Chinese algebra. And when you do get help, there's no reason to be ashamed because there's now hope for men and their partners. Hope that they'll soon be able to have intercourse, sometimes known as sex. Often referred to as the Humpty Dance, bumping uglies, hiding the salami, splitting the uprights, the tube steak buggy, getting some on you, mashing mad, you know, taking a trip to the mound. So remember, it's a little embarrassing to talk about, but with a little courage and a few creative euphemisms, you too can leave behind the soft rock, get yourself some hard salami, and ride the baloney pony into a bright new future. I'm Bob Dole. Thank you. <laughs> 145 at 560 WQM. They're all whipped up about this Raul Martinez and this supposedly skinny kid. I don't care what how skinny he was. I say, let's hear it for Raul Martinez is what I say, okay? Beat the snot out of him. Every time we have another one of these incidents, including, by the way, last Saturday, a bunch of these punky kids, punky punks, come out, hoods, and they decide, oh, this would be a good time to go out and have some fun. Crap disturbers, that's what they are. Professional crap disturbers. It's like after there's a riot and they start with the looting and all that bull crap. It's got nothing to do with any political statement. It's got to do with being a scumbag. That's what it has to do with. And so a bunch of these young punk scumbags come out there. And, oh, let's have a good time. We're going to start making a mess out here. Can you imagine Mayor Pinganita, whatever the hell his name is? Can you imagine him going out there? He'd have to find somebody real small and skinny. Start flailing away, yeah, with his limp wrist. Oh, you better get away from here now. Get away. Stop fight. Yeah. You know who we have out there with him? Yeah. Oh, Mayor, it's a fight. It's a fight, Mr. Mayor. It's a fight. They could squirt them together, I think. <laughs> 
And the tears, too. Here's Cutler Ridge. Hello. Yeah, Neil, this is uh, Cutler Ridge calling in. Long yes, time sir. listener. All right. You know, um, I was listening to Pedro Guerrero's father that called in a couple minutes ago, talking about he's a white liberal. He can't even speak English that well, you know? Yeah. And how you going to get on OJ, man, when them Cubans come over here with machetes trying to kill the Coast Guard? They try to reach to the coast and then try to kill the Coast Guard. Who, who they think they are? They can't even speak English that good. You know, OJ wasn't convicted, so I don't think he was guilty, you know, but that's my personal opinion. Okay. All right, Neil. And get a new Have phone. A good okay. What was he saying something about Pedro? Awful lot of Pedros running around out there lately. Uh-huh. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Understand what he said? No. Oh. Here's a lady in Kendall. Hello. Yeah, hi. Yes, ma'am. Um, to answer that guy before about why California didn't hire their own dream team, um, governments don't hire outside their, right. their offices. Oh, of course not. That's, that's they, right. First of all, it would look like they don't have confidence in their own people, so they don't right. do that. Secondly, though, the real reason I called is um, you think you've got problems. Guess where my Publix is? The crossings. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. My, that's where my Eckerd's is. Oh, my God. My Are shoe place. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, I lived on just, just east of there, and I've got to go there now. What do I do if I see him? Oh, my God. Go get an autograph. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll send you the picture. Not. Yeah. <laughs> take, take your take your Polaroid. <laughs> okay. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah, that thing about the two cops, boy, that's just pathetic. The giddy officers, the giddy officers return to the hammock station. They were giddy. Rhymes with, uh, you know, rhymes with giddy, don't you? Yeah, I bet you do. And showed off their pictures. They were flashing them. They were showing them in the pictures, too. Which suddenly disappeared, by the way, after this whole mess came down. Uh, there are no words. I mean, you know, if you want to do it, it's, it's up to you. But I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. There are no words sufficient to describe the revulsion I feel for people who suck up to scumbags. Because the way I look at it, if you suck up to a scumbag, you're just as bad as they are. Because what you're saying is, this is my value system. You're a murdering, scumbag, no-good, low-down, wife-beating son of a bitch, and guess what? I admire you, and I want you to uh, embrace me as a human being and make me feel like I mean something. That, that's the way I look at it. And I, I only wish, I only wish, because I, I never really pursued it, because we had so much other crap, all the fur flying from that goddamn golf tournament, and all the fallout and the damage control, which still hasn't stopped. But I sure as hell would like to find out the names of the sales holes down there on the second floor that were there that day at Lagomar sucking O.J.'s ass. I mean, we know that Roy. he's there because he's the one that, uh, along with Sam, brought him in here. In spite of us making very clear we didn't want any part of him. And he was not to be there. He was uninvited, specifically uninvited. There wasn't anybody else in the world that was mentioned, but he was specifically uninvited for obvious reasons. But I would, I'd love to find out which of the assholes down there, because it's a sports club down there, you realize. So, you know, naturally they were there sucking up and looking for autographs and shaking hands. Oh my gosh. They, they probably have, some of those guys probably haven't washed their hands since. 